Hey guys, go to youtube.com slash Gary VEE. I'm super fired up about Weekly V. Uh, I said it last time I promoted Weekly V. I can't believe the comments. People are kind of like sit down like TV watching style throwing it on the smart TVs and things of that nature. I'm super flattered, super excited about it. Uh, this Weekly V is super loaded with a bunch of podcast action between Damon John and Sam Parr. Then there's a really epic uh, meeting I had with the Minnesota Rocker that is the uh, team that I own in the Call of Duty League, the minority owner along with the Vikings ownership group. Uh, Minnesota Rocker meeting, really interesting. Gets into my mindset about business and operations and marketing of kind of a startup. Uh, there's some Vayner Sports action at the uh, Combine and there's a really fantastic uh, podcast I did with an incredibly... Uh, incredibly fresh fashion brand called Mad Happy that's in the hoodie space doing a lot of interesting stuff. We got into some real shit there. Anyway, uh, back to the podcast. Go to uh, youtube.com slash Gary B-E-E. Go watch, go subscribe. Tweet me if you like it. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, everyone? In today's episode, Gary dives deep into your sport card questions. In this two-and-a-half-hour talk, he explains why he's buying the 80-20 to 20 rule plus a lengthy Q&A session at the end. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Uh, how is everybody doing today? I'm in a really, really good mood. I thought it would be a really good idea for me to do a bunch of Q&A, and here's uh, how we're going to do the Q&A. Um, if you want to ask a question about sports cards, uh, you can text me the question at 212-931-5731 for everybody uh, who is manning the cameras. If you want to pin that phone number to the top real quick or repeat it or whatever you're planning on doing, uh, 212-931-5731, 212-931-5731. Um, that sticker would be good because I, I want to talk about that. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna answer a bunch of sports questions. Let me get a little bit of a rant out on what's been going on, a little history of how I got here, and then we'll just go into full Q&A. Obviously, I'm extremely excited about sports cards, as you've been able to tell with, uh, with my content um, over the last 60, 90 days especially. Um, it all kind of started, well, it all kind of started in 1986. From 1986 to 1994, I was wildly, in the sports card game. Uh, I did sports card shows in a lot of weekends uh, in, in eighth grade and then high school. Then I started working in the store a lot, my dad's liquor store, so I did less, but I was constantly in that game. Um, I had a blip of a comeback in 2003 because I thought LeBron James was a generational talent, and so I bought a ton of 03 Fleer, and, and unfortunately, when Lou was a little guy. Um, you know, But then like got busy, and, uh, and didn't really go as hard all the way through to Topps Chrome or some of the other stuff as I wanted to, but we did that. And then two years ago, two years ago, it started getting really real for me. Um, my uh, little guy uh, was starting to uh, get into it and his friends, and it kind of got on my radar, obviously a huge connection point. It's one of my macro theses. There's a lot of macro theses that made me decide to call my friends two Augusts ago and say, hey, sports cards are about to come back in a real way. Um, one of them was dads in my age who were really in that prime collecting year of that golden era, which also then became the j- junk wax era, um, started having children that were interested in cards um, and 
and I thought there was a reloop in the same way that I learned at Hasbro and Mattel when they were clients of VaynerMedia that toy franchises tend to loop every 25 or 30 years because the parent really gets interested in their kids being a, a part of there. So anyway, I'm gonna keep telling the story but I wanna just remind everybody if you're just jumping on, uh, I'm doing full Q&A, we're gonna start taking questions very shortly. If you have a question about sports cards, just text me right now. We've got it pulled up here, 212-931-5731. Uh, put in your question, we're gonna call you and you're gonna ask your question. So put in your question, we're gonna call you right here so we can banter back and forth, pro, con, or indifferent. I go to the National in Cleveland two years ago, kind of very stealth for a day and a half. Take my little guy, buy him a bunch of cards, watch, learn. I then spend a couple months really, really spending my time on eBay and uh, reading forums and blog posts about what has happened, met a bunch of different prominent dealers, asked them questions about the lost years for me of like what happened during the lower production years, uh, what are these basketball inserts, started following a bunch of Instagram accounts, started getting really passionate about it, quietly started you know, getting into it, a little bit louder at times, two, you know, 15 or so months ago, maybe even more, 16 months ago, started talking about the fact that I thought Giannis, at that point I decided basketball was a really good bet. I uh, thought Giannis was super underpriced because I thought he was on the verge of becoming the best basketball player in the world. Couldn't believe how inexpensive his rookies were. Made some of that content, that was the first time some of you saw me on that. Uh, sold some of the ones that I've accumulated for 200 bucks, that's bad now since there's what, 2600? Maybe even more. Uh, thought that was a good bet. Started thinking other things were good bets. Put out a blog post 10 months ago on things that I saw that I thought were underpriced. Jordan sticker, because I think Fleer stickers were underpriced. Basketball in general, vintage basketball, soccer, wrestling. Big shout out to King Kong Bundy, one of the greats. Um, still has the fastest win in WrestleMania when he destroyed SD Jones in like 12 seconds or something like that. Uh, got really excited about it. Got super hyped for National last year where I met a ton of the people in the industry. Got a table there. Was super pumped about that. Did a collaboration with Topps. Topps maybe $25,000 to curate a set that they sold at the event. That was cool. That was fun to be part of a baseball card. Was an insert in Series 2. Super pumped about that. Met a ton of people at the National last year. Paid attention to the trends and felt like a couple things had emerged. One, sneaker collector kids needed to address the fact that inventory was getting harder to get as over the last decade because you couldn't really go to sneaker stores, buy up, and then flip that the StockX IPOs, the Nike Direct, like that game was changing and those entrepreneurs, which is another thing, entrepreneurship as a whole, what I grew up with, is one of the reasons I think this is happening. Sneaker kids needing an outlet to get inventory and flip because that's what they are, is an outlet. More collectors growing because 40 year olds now have, some of them now have more income to buy the card that they always wanted. Um, I think there's a prop here for me. This 84 top Don Mattingly rookie card was like the biggest deal to me when I was a kid. Um, you know, being able to get it in a, in a 10, we'll get into grading, we'll get into the grading companies, we'll get into the companies that own the IP of these cards. Um, kept watching the space, kept seeing momentum build, and you know, three or four months ago, said like, wow, this is about to get very serious. There's just more demand coming in. Supply on the vintage stuff is quite low. Supply on the modern stuff in the super premium has been manipulated to be low, one of 10, one of ones, you know, autos, and just general production. I do think the popularity of sports cards is gonna lead the Paninis and Tops to start producing Bowman, um, 
you know, select optic, like bigger quantity levels. I don't know any details, but it surely, I'm, a, I'm aware that, or I believe, or I've heard through the grapevine that production numbers on Panini basketball this year are obviously a hell of a lot higher than they were in 2012, and so what does the debate become between the volume of population output between a Kawhi Leonard rookie and a Zion? There's gonna be a big delta there. So all the trends that you saw happen in 86 to 94 will happen again from the Panini top standpoint, upper deck, they should. Those companies are in the business of selling product. We need to be thoughtful of how we supply and demand that. Uh, The grading company dynamic, even though PSA started in 1991, I faded out in 94 and it still had not really hit my radar. I was a smaller dealer, punk kid in New Jersey, so I wasn't going to the national. I'm sure you saw the early indications of that. Um, now that is a standard. There is a human subjectiveness in grading cards from SGC, BGS, and PSA, which I think are the three top leaders. Um, and there's some other companies, which brand, no different than Sotheby's and Tiffany's and, and Christie's, holds the most value. Which brand is the brand of the moment? I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of things to share. Um, I myself am trying to navigate the sports card world right now. Like I don't know what's right for me to do. Like do I buy things quietly and never share it and just like live my life? I wanna talk about it because I'm excited about it and I also spend my life trying to tell people you know, things that I see to share to make their worlds better and so no different than me thinking that you should do TikTok. No different than I'm telling everybody years ago to buy Facebook stock at 20 or $30 a share. I genuinely think sports cards are gonna continue to go up quite a bit. Uh, gambling is a huge thread. You know, if you look at the average 15 to 30 year old male and female, but like the culture uh, of sports fans, they love to gamble, daily fantasy sports, regular gambling, the demonization of gambling is going away. If you really look at what makes it fun to open packs, it is gambling. You can literally buy a $200 pack, you can literally pull a $10,000 card. Uh, Breaking culture, this dynamic of people you know, on YouTube opening up packs and people buying slots or them just entertaining has, in the same way that slime for little girls worked is happening for sports cards. A lot of people are watching that content. There's a, there's a lot of dynamics in play to why I think sports card. Uh, 44 year olds looking like, I don't wanna buy fucking art. Like I don't wanna buy some fucking old fucking art of some Englishmen or a fucking scene of a hill. Like it, my art is this. My art is this, like I wanna build a case in my home and when my friends come over, I don't wanna be like, here's a Picasso, fuck Pablo Picasso. I wanna show them my stack of 150 Akeem Olajuwon rookie cards. That's cooler for me, that's more interesting for me and so I think when you look at the average 35 to 60 year old business man and woman, they're more casual, they care more about their stuff and I think sports cards has the potential very quickly to become the kind of thing that people display in their homes no different than a nice painting and I think that's gonna happen with comic books and I think you're gonna see that quite a bit. I think Bieber posted a post maybe six months ago where he showed a huge stack of like his epic Pokemon collection that he bought. So I think that's a dynamic. I think there's a lot of dynamics. I think there's a lot of emerging things that are dangerous. I think a lot of people are getting into it that are not educated. They may follow me and get super excited and then just go buy stuff without knowing what grading company is good, what what brands are good, they're just blindly buying. I think there's, you know, trimming. You know, there's people that are altering cards and you got a human grading this that creates a vulnerability. That became that becomes a big deep thing that people are concerned about. I understand. Fraudulent plays in coins and art and everything else as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on. That's my framework, I'm super excited about it. I think there's some epic long-term 
uh, opportunities. For me, long-term opportunities look like this. You know, LeBron is everyone's Jordan of this generation and like, I don't know how people are confused by this, it's fucking LeBron. And God forbid he wins a title this year or anywhere in the next 36 months, he starts getting into some really interesting conversations. Not to mention, I don't know if you've been following LeBron James as a human, but uh, so many of the good things he does as a human is gonna keep him culturally relevant. He wants to play until his son plays. Like if that works out, that's gonna be a cultural moment in six years or whatever the kid's age is at right now. And then there's this, underpriced vintage basketball. I think basketball is clearly the next iconic sport in America and it's a global sport in a lot of ways. That's why I also like soccer. Um, and so I'm very hot on the Dr. J's, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Lou Alcindor rookie, the Oscar Robinson that I'm thinking, uh, Here's a nice little stack of Magic and Bird rookies that I have historically thought are underpriced. And then I, so, and then there's betting. There's short-term betting. Baseball's coming around right now. A lot of you've seen on Twitter me getting excited about baseball. Much like gambling, sports cards helps you enjoy sports more. I could give two shits unless Juan Soto was on my fantasy team, which he's not because in our Dynasty League, who, who's got Soto? Cinnamar. Or somebody's gonna keep him. So he's not gonna be available to me, which means I would not care about him at all. Now, because I think he's one of the best young players in baseball, and has poten- I think he has the potential to be better than Acuna in a world where I think Acuna is all time as well. Like, that's gonna make it exciting for me to watch. Like, I can get really pumped about Nationals baseball now because if Soto hits four homers, that market fluctuates. That's like fun. That's what the Pete Alonso theory was for me a couple weeks ago. People love the long ball. Let, don't get it twisted. Five tool athletes are great for actual baseball. If Pete Alonso hits 53 fucking home runs again this year with his popularity and the way he rolls in New York, that becomes a supply and demand. It's just supply and demand. There's the marketing side and there's the collecting side. For many people in the hobby, collecting is their passion and things going up in price is not fun. I respect the shit out of that. On the same token, there's a lot of people who flip it. To me, I don't get to make a judgment on capitalism. You know, like, should we be mad at that with real estate? Should we be mad at that about America? A lot of people, I've looked at the, the, their, their um, Twitter streams that have been mad at me that say you should only collect. This should not be about flipping, but then when you look at their Twitter stream, they're pushing a lot of capitalism and business first agenda. So they want to suppress the business dynamic of these cards in their hobby, but they don't want to do it in other places, which I think is inherently selfish. Cards have been flipped forever. And that will always stay, whether I disappear tomorrow or not. Um, and I enjoy it the way I enjoy any business because I'm an entrepreneur that happens to like sports. That's who I am as a human. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. I got more cards on here. Uh, I'm a big believer in stickers. I think soccer culture is gonna bleed into our culture. And if you look at soccer cards historically, uh, their stickers are their rookie card. So I think there's a lot of stickers from Panini, which is a huge brand now in the 90s uh, and 80s in basketball, so that's why I have this. There's just a lot of stuff I'm looking at. I'm looking at it daily. I think weird cards are interesting. This is an 86 JMS uh, Barkley, which was like a hand cutout card. I think it's underpriced because I think it's super interesting and weird and earlier than his 86, 87 Fleer rookie card, a different one. I think a lot about supply and demand. I do think over time population matters. A lot of people talking right now like, holy shit, look how many Lucas and Zions are on from a population standpoint. I keep saying, look, it's just supply and demand. So if there's 40,000 people that wanna own a Zion rookie, then 10,000 is not gonna be a problem. When there isn't, then there is a problem and I think a lot of people need to be very careful. You have some questions?
I do. I think I've said enough at this point. I want to be very interactive. Let's roll. Also want to say in 17 minutes I have to step out and make a quick family call. I'll be right back. Um, the first one. Can you call the person? Cool. Yeah, I want to interact with the people so we can do some follow-up. So that's all going on. I'm super excited about it. There's a lot of people that I think are going to get a lot of enjoyment. You know, Jim's here. He wrote a great LinkedIn post. He works on my team. He ironically used to work at Beckett when I hired. We didn't even talk once about that when we hired. Or maybe we met. I think you might have mentioned it for a second, but that's super cool. I'll get into the happiness factor that I thought you wrote about better than anybody on your LinkedIn. Happiness, financial opportunity, not being bothered by if people are collectors and flippers. There's a lot of themes. Hey, this is Daniel. Andrew? Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Hey, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm quite well. What can I answer for you? Hey, so I just had a question about these uh, sports cards because I'm sure you know, well, obviously, the uh, market's blowing up lately and I've seen some theories online saying that maybe a cause for this is a lot of money that investors like you, maybe your companies are putting into the market. So I want to get your thoughts on potentially the market overinflating right now and an impending crash in the not so far future. So I think there's a lot to that. Daniel, I'm sorry, is that it, Daniel? Daniel, I think there's a couple things. Number one, anytime there's more demand, it's less about money being pumped in, it's demand. So when Dumbo was a piece of shit in Brooklyn, and, and, and Williamsburg were pieces of shit 15 years ago and more people started buying up, that inherently changes the dynamic. It's no different than when I was telling people to buy Facebook stock at 40, when, when their business results were better and more people wanted it, it's just supply and demand of how many shares there are versus how many people want it. I, I think a couple things that matter. Number one, let there be no confusion. Long before two years ago when I started getting interesting and then a year and a half when I got louder and maybe 30, a hundred days ago when I got much louder, there was already, the reason it even hit my radar to pay attention was things were already happening without me. There was already demand starting to bubble up. That's what I was watching for. I watch for slime with you know, teenage girls, for TikTok. I'm a culture, I'm a consumer behavior anthropologist. That's what I do for a living. That's why VaynerMedia is one of the biggest agencies in the world. We're good at strategy and we're good at making videos and pictures for that strategy. So a couple things. The answer is absolutely. And do I think that there's a vulnerability to that with prices coming down? Of course. The question becomes, that's only predicated if demand goes away. The question becomes is less about me putting money in or other people putting money in. The question becomes how many six to 20 year olds are about to get interesting in this and how long will it sustain? I think one of the biggest vulnerabilities to the sports card market is everything's expensive now. A pack of basic cards is three bucks. That keeps a lot of kids out of it. I think Mm -hmm. one of the best things that Panini and Topps can do is come out with a 99 cent product. I think it's important to keep a lot of youth into collecting and flipping. Um, And so, I'll be honest with you, my intuition is we haven't seen anything yet. Because I'm getting bombarded and I'm watching other things of people that have nothing to do with me and have never heard of me. Uh, somebody made a post yesterday on social, I'm like look, I own a card store in Canada, not a single fucking person that's walked in my store knows who the fuck Gary Vaynerchuk is and basketball cards are flying off the shelf. Uh, like to me, everyone's like, he's inflating. I'm like, I haven't said a single thing about Zion. I owned, how many Zions do I own? Goose egg. Zero. So really? Wow. I, I own zero Zions. Now I'm not pumped about that. Um, yeah, but, sure. But to me, it was like injury risk. I think if Zion gets hurt before the end of the year, like the the floor collapses. And I also think that Panini made a lot more product. 
And I think once people get to those numbers, now Zion could be a forever player on the level of LeBron and Jordan, and then that plays out. But I, mm-hmm. for me, you can't invest in everybody. Like Torres on the Yankees excites the shit. I mean, I just can't bet on all nine guys that are really exciting for me in baseball. And I don't think it's even fun to bet on everybody. Because for me, a lot of this is like, are you right or wrong? I feel great about how right I was about Giannis. I still feel great about De'Aaron Fox. Just because he was injured and, it, and the team hasn't clicked, I don't think that changes my belief in who he is over the next decade. So it's fun to be, and by the way, I'm excited to be wrong. Let me give you some of my highlights when I was a kid. I overinvested in Todd Van Poppel. Did not work out. I thought he was gonna be Cy Young. I invested, and this was with my heart, an ungodly amount of percentage of money I had on Blair Thomas score rookie cards. Did not work out. Like I have nothing, Bo Kimball, I thought was gonna be the greatest basketball player of all time. On the flip side, I was incredibly wrong about Patrick Mahomes. That was more on just me and my friends talking about if I thought he was gonna be good, less a sports card. So I think it's like any market in the world, brother. Like it's just supply and demand. And I think we're not in, I think we're in the second quarter of demand with sports cards, which means there's more room to grow. And I think if you spend 80% of your energy and time on the classics, Jordan, Brady, two guys I don't love so much, but like clearly goats in their industry, LeBron, you know, like to me, you know, even wrestling, like The Rock, or like, like I think if you stay conservative on classics or all-time players, and then you have a little fun on prospects, do you think Jaron Jackson's gonna be good or not? Do you think John Collins in Atlanta is gonna be good or not? You know, do you think Sancho is gonna be good or not? Mbappe, like those are fun little bets. I think if you're the kind of person that's coming into this and buying a ton of right now Soto and Acuna and betting on they're gonna be Trout and you know. Like you need to be very careful because if they're not, the demand is gonna get soft and you can get caught. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook. In the heat of all of this and in the heat of basketball, his cards are down because for a lot of us, we don't think he's gonna reach that next plateau and a lot of the money was in it. And so I think you have to be careful about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure it does. Good luck. Thank you. Awesome, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, one of the things I like about wrestling, so I actually think comic books has, you can get to the next call, has a lot more upside than cards in a lot of ways, just that I love cards. And I like sports betting and I think that's bleeding into this and I like sneakers. But like, Iron Man doesn't get hurt. Right? And neither does King Kong Bundy or The Rock. So I think Hello? rest, hello, who's this? Hey, hey, this is Andrew. Andrew, what's good? Hey, <laughs> You're chopping, the brother. right now, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too. What's your question, brother? So- so my big question is, I came from the old world of the 96s where I was collecting Iversons, Kobe's, and even Carter's. Coming back to it, obviously, because what you were saying earlier was very true. Have older kids now. My daughter's seven, son's four, getting back into it, just like everyone else. So my big thing is last year I started, I got lucky with a lot of Lucas. But I was pulling. My question to you is, do you think it's a better strategy as a collector comes back in to buy boxes and maybe hold them to flip to buy like a nice PSA card or just enjoy the fun of just opening the pack and getting love? I think the answer is you have to be very self-aware and focus on you. Not what I say, not what others say. This is a single game of what brings you happiness. My friend, old Lou, right, who's little Lou's dad, he loves opening wax. Now, 
if he lands a one of one of an iconic card, he can make that, if he, if he pulled the one of one Wander Franco, it would have made his whole venture ROI positive. It's unlikely that most people pull such a big pull that it makes it ROI positive. If you make bets on players, there is a more financial potential of return, especially if you're good at it. The problem is, it might not be as fun for you, Alex. Right? Like, like opening packs is fun as fuck. Like, it's gambling. Right, exactly. It's gambling. So for and, me, go and, ahead. And that's, the, and that's really the most fun, you know, you got kids, you got that whole game of everything of course. going. But then I'm looking at eBay, you know, looking at comps for different things, like a nice Zion card, you get tons of different Zion cards from different companies that are not terrible at price right now. So that's kind of where I'm and then at. and then Zion gets hurt. He was already missed a big chunk at the beginning of the season. And if Zion gets hurt, the market falls apart. Right. Right. So like right. like or he's Giannis and Luca and keeps going through the roof and it seems cheap right now. What 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 you know? One thing I've noticed of people who've razzed me on Twitter, they're like, this guy comes in and thinks he's an expert. I don't think that at all. I don't think I'm an expert at all. First of all. I'm excited to do this Q&A and answer I don't know. There's a big gap in my game, I just don't know. I do know certain things. I know macro trends of human behavior pretty well, which is why I've built a big career. And I know that I also follow sports and, and I also have the luxury of being in a place in my life where I probably know who the human being is a little bit better than most people because I own a sports agency. I run in circles that allows me to get to know some of these people and guess what? You're, one of your biggest vulnerabilities is you think a kid can jump out the building but you actually don't know that he's a piece of trash and he's gonna be out of the league in three years because of his human behavior. So there's a lot that goes into this. There's also Derek Rose. If I was getting involved right now, I'd be, and it was right before Derrick Rose got hurt, and he's an MVP, the youngest in the league, and well on his way, and in a big market, and swaggy as shit, I'm pouring real money into Derrick Rose, and then he goes on to becoming so injured, it doesn't work out. There's Andrew Luck. My favorite thing is to figure out which quarterback's gonna put another ring on to explode. Andrew Luck would've been at the top of that list. Then he just fucking retires. So there's an enormous amount of risk in this game, which is why, Putting it into a place of what brings you the most happiness, I'm not gonna open a lot of packs. I'm gonna do it at the National when I'm excited. I'm gonna do it with my buddies once in a while, like with the NFL Draft. We, when it, we're in the second day, we like to open packs because that's a little slow sometimes when we got the Vayner stuff. Uh, but for me, it's much more, I'm spending 80% of my money on LeBron, on Oscar Robinson 61 Fleer from SGC because I think SGC is underpriced over time because for me, why does Prism have to be the leader? Why can't it be Optic? Like, like which, you, you know, which like which is starting to happen too. And which that's, is that's I bring it up because I think it's going. it's why I tried to buy Lucas last night on Optic. And then what am I supposed to do? Like I'm trying to figure out different cadences. Do I buy up stuff? But then everybody whispers. I tried something different yesterday and said, "Here's my price on Luca." But then it went from 350 to 530. I don't know like how to play this because there's a lot of attention on me right now, and I don't know if, what the right thing to do is. What I'm gonna do is transparency. Like I'm thinking about like updating how many I like like the Zion thing from the last kid. Like somebody hit me up today. He's like, "You're hoarding Zion's." I'm like, "I own zero Zion's." Like so, you know, and by the way, I'm dick shit compared to who's coming. Over the next two years, it is my belief that the Dwayne Wades, the offsets, the, the babies, the Diddy, I think a lot of people are gonna start collecting. I'm gonna be minor leagues in 24 months. You think the phone agree with the sticker culture coming into the car culture, like it's happening. Yeah, bro. You think I'm moving the market? Wait till fucking Diddy puts a post with LeBron in his Instagram. 
Like people are confused at where we are right now. I don't think I'm moving it as much people think. There's a hundred things moving that have nothing to do with me. It, yeah, it's gonna get popular, it's gonna get even more. So Alex, it's to answer your question, like you, have, yeah. you, have to, you have to have fun with your kids. You should, if I was your money manager, I would tell you to offset that with 50% of investment on things that you think are ironclad. Like okay. if, if you believe, and by the way, I'm buying everything for the next cycle. When I buy LeBron or Magic Johnson or old basketball or other things, I'm buying for the next cycle. I'm actually already thinking about the next dip in four years or three or two or seven and then 21 years from now because LeBron and Kobe aren't going anywhere. And that's why basketball and soccer really fascinate me because I'm projecting them to be more popular in 20 years. It, it, yeah, it, it's gonna get bigger. I mean, I have a couple Kobe's that I actually pulled from when I was a kid that I'm not letting go of. I love it. Alex, keep going. Just enjoy it and try to make sure you don't get overexposed financially. Let's get one more in. I've got four minutes before my call. What do we got? Name? Jonathan. This is John. John, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm well. What question can I answer? Yeah, so I, I'm curious about soccer cards. I, okay. I, I think they're really undervalued. Me too. I've been picking up Killian and Mbappe's, but Me too. It, there's, there's just no true rookies. Like I've been, I've been picking up a bunch of Killian optics. I've, I've done some of Prism, so I'm just curious your thoughts. You know, top chrome prism optic. Like, what do, you, what do you think on that? The biggest thing I'm thinking about is that the hobby is going to evolve. Like when I left cards, Shaq's rookie was Stadium Club, not not the Bean Team. It was the Upper Deck, right? Like, yeah. Like right now, one of the things I'm thinking a lot about is Topps Chrome is basketball's rookie card way back, but could it be Upper Deck? Like, I'm thinking about how the answer is the hobby decides what the current true rookie is. And over a 30 year pin window, it actually changes. Which is why yeah. I'm starting to really think about alternatives. For example, I think Topps regular basketball cards, rookies, are potentially underpriced. That's why, let me pull it up. It's why I've started buying a little bit of like the regular base tops, not just the chrome. Like, yeah. to answer your question, is it the sticker? Is it, the, is it Panini, is it Topps chrome? The market, like for example, I personally, for who knows why, I'm a human being, like the Topps update in Series 2 baseball as the rookie card more than the Chrome. But in five yeah. years, because Chrome is so cool, and if you look at Topps Chrome and Panini and an optic, they're more chromey out. One could argue that everybody getting excited, bat up, bat down, Acuna, Topps Series 2. Like yeah. one could argue that the Topps Chromes are grossly underpriced because in seven years they become the true rookie. That goes above my pay grade and everybody else. That's the, that's the world deciding what the true rookie is. In baseball, yeah. back in the day, it was the Don Russ Mattingly rookie card, not the tops. Like this shit evolves. And uh, yeah. I'd be very scared to tell you which one. By the way, one of the reasons I really like the JMS 
sparkly. One of the reasons I like the 1972 Icy set. One of the reasons I like some of these, uh, there's an Elvin Hayes rookie card I have. There's a Jack in the Box 1968 Elvin Hayes that I like because it's older than his rookie and I'm like, why can't that be the rookie? That's a card before. It's not an official right. set like Tops, but maybe, maybe in, uh, for example, the Converse sets, the Icy sets, the Nike yeah. Jordan 85, like if you think about the masses getting in, why isn't the Nike Jordan 85 cooler than the 86 Fleer? Because Nike's right. a hell of a lot cooler than fucking Fleer. I think there's a lot of things that people haven't fucking figured out yet. Yeah, I, I got a Converse set and I'm looking at the visual appeal. So for me, the Mbappe, I just got a bunch of Prism Blue because it's blue on, you know, blue with the jersey and, you know, that, that's how I'm making those, those choices, how, how it looks. I love it. I love it, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, right, here's what I'd like to do. I'm about to go and do this quick call. Jim, I'd like you to sit in here and tell your story, and then I want, if I'm not back, because it's only gonna be five minutes, tell your story about what you wrote in LinkedIn. I thought it was super interesting. I had no idea you were doing this. So I think it's really cool, because I think for a lot of people, enjoyment and happiness, I don't get enjoyment in buying Netflix stock and it going through the roof just because I knew Netflix was a good buy. I get a hell of a lot more enjoyment in buying sports cards like from an investment standpoint, you talked a lot about enjoyment and happiness in your LinkedIn post, I like that. And then I think for anybody else, like if I should be back by the time he's done, but John, like Dean, like some of you, old man Lou, like if you wanna get in here, like, you know, whatever, whatever, Mike, Playa, if you wanna sit here and talk about how I yelled at you two years ago to get in and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, and like what the, how you think about that, like just fill up the, the space here for five minutes, I'll be right, right back. It's okay, it's okay. Oh, you need the mics for me, got it, okay. Okay, both of them? Um, no problem, it's fine. I'll be right back, five minutes max. I'm excited about this, this is going well. It's fine. Jim, you go first. This is uh, certainly unplanned, for sure. <laughs> so, good golly. Um, so, yeah, I think that the story that, that Gary's referring to is I wrote a blog post on LinkedIn uh, last week, and the main point was that uh, Gary's been talking about sports cards for, like he said, a year and a half, couple of years, and uh, um, I really hadn't bought in because as he said, I used to be the editor of Beckett Baseball uh, back in the 90s, and so I was there when it crashed, and I saw a lot of hardworking people lose their money and were, were really uh, hurt, and I, I wasn't ready to get back into it. And then as I continued to hear Gary talk about it, it just started to make more sense to me that now was an opportunity because of that, because we had seen the 90s and we had seen what overproduction looks like. And so now there was probably a better opportunity to invest in a smarter way. So what I did was, being an older guy, I talked to my wife and I said, hey, I'd like to buy some cards over the next five, six months. I'm probably gonna spend about $1,000, not a ton, but $1,000 is not cheap. It's not nothing either in my house. So, uh, over that six months, I just started buying. Uh, Lou helped me, uh, helped me along and said, hey, you know, a lot of people get invested in Bowman paper rookies. So I started looking at like, 
10, 11, 12 different rookies in the 29, uh, 2019 Bowman set and said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in 50, 100, 20, 200 of these uh, rookies and sit on them for a year and see how they do. Now, so I started doing that and then something happened because the NBA All-Star Game came around and I'm sitting there watching the NBA All-Star Game with, uh, with my son, Will, and uh, we open up the DraftKings app. And I'm like, tell you what, let's put 10 bucks on this game. It doesn't matter. Let's put 10 bucks on it. And we broke it up into like a bunch of little $2 prop bets throughout the game. And it was, it was really fun. We spent three hours laughing, joking, yelling, screaming about these dumb $2, little $2 prop bets on the NBA All-Star game and had an absolute blast. And so what, what it triggered to me or what it convinced me was what Gary said was that I'd kind of demonize gambling. It's like, oh, gambling's bad. No one should gamble. It's terrible. It's like, yeah, it's got some downsides. You, should, you need to be really careful with it. But there was some opportunity to, to use it in a very positive way to have some fun and some enjoyment without going overboard. And that's where I started to think about cards that way too. That you could, you could invest in cards without going overboard and add a lot of enjoyment with the people you share it with, like your, your, your kids. Um, and you could do it in a way that you could decide your level of risk. You could decide how, how, how far you want to be in it. And at the end, I feel like yeah, there's a thousand dollars I've got in baseball cards, but those may or may not pay off over over the next year or two. But for sure, I've had a ton of fun buying those cards, researching those cards, doing the analytics behind it. Gary, I know you're like always talking about researching. Like, I'm not kidding you. The research is the fun part. Going through eBay and looking at what's available and what it costs is the fun part. Mm -hmm. um, and so whether that $1,000 pays off or not, I feel like I'm, I've won either way. So that's how I chose to get back into it, and it's a pretty limited fashion. Awesome. Thanks, sure. cool. I don't understand this level of support. I don't get claps. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rookie. It's a rookie. I'm really like upset about it, I think. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next question. Um, I don't have a phone call report, but I have a good question for you. You don't have the phone? Okay, give me the question. Um, why are you buying so many base cards as opposed to numbered and autos and stuff like that? Because I'm more educated on it. I'm a little bit more educated on base cards. I understand that the one of ones, like I understand that if I poured that same level of money into Giannis or Luca, I probably could have made a bigger financial return. I just still don't know where I sit. So one of my biggest theories is that this whole industry is about to get a lot bigger. And so for me, there's not that many people that can afford a $15,000 pair of off-white Nike MoMA on StockX. But there's a lot of people that can afford a $300,000 pair. And so for me, one of the things I'm thinking about is if the masses come, how many people are gonna be able to afford a $4,000 Giannis versus a lower end one. It's one of the reasons I'm looking at really other things. As you know, I'm looking at the hoops. I'm looking at hoops. I wasn't even thinking about hoops a year ago. I'm like, do some of these lower cost ones, are they actually gonna be the market because you're getting an influx of people and um, I, I just think that it's gonna be, I think, I think industry needs to understand that the level of amount of people that are getting in right now are different. They're not hardcore hobbyists. 
They're the people that are just like either like Jim and Alex and I getting back into it. There's a whole crew of like sneaker kids and just like kids that like sports and gambling that are coming in. We're just gonna have a new dynamic. And I think there'll be some pros and cons from that. For me, base has been a place that I, I, one of the things I tell everybody, please pay attention to this, a lot of you. Spend 30 to 40 to 50 hours of searching eBay completed, read articles, read Twitter. There's so many people that interact with me on Twitter that are both saying I'm good and saying I'm bad that have a lot of good things to say that are wildly, you know, wildly educated. One thing that I always tell my brands is like, look, you can't look at yesterday to know what tomorrow is gonna bring. So a lot of people have been in the business for the last 20 years or been collecting for the last 20 years are applying old dynamics. So they're like, oh, these population numbers are amazingly high, 9,000 PSA 10s. The problem is if there's 40,000 people, like I said earlier, that want it, that's gonna throw off the supply. When there used to only be 1,000 trouts but only 400 people wanted it, that's that. If there's 10,000 trouts but 50,000 that want it, like, I don't think people are gonna be able to calibrate the demand. This is what always happens. This is why people thought Facebook was, uh, was overpriced as a stock and I thought it was underpriced. This is why real estate always happens. They're like, oh, we missed it. Like a lot of you right now think you missed it. Like fuck this, bullshit. Luca went from 35 to 600. Meanwhile, but what if it's actually 2,000? Or, to every, or please understand, what if it's 2,000 and then Luca has a Paul George like, oh, I thought about this the other day. Paul George was on his way. You wanna talk about a guy I would've poured real money into? It was the Paul George a month before his horrific injury. I would've lost. Now for me, it's less loss because I'm playing long. Like the only gambling I'm really doing, cause the national is every July, I, I'm gambling with young baseball. Cause young baseball is fun for me. Like I can get more into baseball. I'm trying to be better at fantasy cause the last couple of years I've been like too busy. So it's gonna force me to be better at fantasy. This is all personal, it's back to Alex, back to Jim. Why am I investing in, in young baseball? It makes me pay attention to fantasy more and I'm in a 30 year now league with these guys and I wanna get better cause the last couple of years I've fallen off cause I'm busy as shit. Number two, the national is like now becoming like my Disney World trip. I can't wait to Atlantic City in July and like going to that national, what's happening then? Baseball, hardcore baseball's happening there. So if Alonzo's got fucking 32 homers by the time of late July, that's gonna matter at the show. You know, and so like that's why baseball's interesting to me. It's really not in the scheme of like a 30 year window the way I'm investing because you know, you could be a great player and not really matter 30 years later. I think Dr. J and Kareem are in a better place than Pete Rose or Roberto Clemente long term. I have a pack of wrestling cards here. I'm a, I really like wrestling. I, I do like wrestling cards. I haven't bought a lot. I'm like 30. Dan? Dan? Oh, Mr. Fuji was the fucking best. Hello? Dan, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Let's go. Hey, I pulled a Randy up, the Macho Gary? Man Savage, bro. I'm super fucking pumped. <laughs> Let's go, Don the Rock. Uh, go ahead, uh, Go ahead, my man. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, so with all the rising costs. Damn, right? Uh, or not costs, but rising, rising sales of sports cards that we're seeing pretty much go up day after day now. Daily. Especially in basketball and baseball. Do you think that we're running any sort of risk of a bubble burst, or do you think we're just creating a new floor? I, I don't, then, please, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, and then I was gonna say, to also just kind of branch off of that too, in my opinion, I think that this new floor is gonna price out certain people that are trying to jump into collecting, but I think that's gonna open up a world of the PSA 9s and 
dare I even say, like BGS 8.5 becoming sellable grades. Or, or I bought 104, was it? I bought 104 Luca Hoops PSA 10s because I'm like, or the secondary sets become more interesting. Right, so to your point, is it gonna be a PS9 Prism world? Or is it gonna be a world where some of the second and third tier price stuff goes up on their PSA 10s? I don't know. Uh, But I think you're right. I think that, you know, just like art, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's $100 million art paintings. And then there's art you can buy for 90 bucks on Iconic. You know what I mean? Like, there's a range. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, what I don't know and I haven't really figured out yet, for me, for my investment strategy, is it PSA PSA 9 and, you know, I think, you know, listen, I'll be honest with you. Just like the rookie changes that matters, the number one thing I'm trying to figure out is in 14 years, if PSA is not the leading brand and SGC or BGS is, could you imagine if you and I went into a time machine and 14 years from now, a BGS 9.5 carried more weight than a PSA 10? <laughs> Just think about the price difference today. Like what, right. like we're relying on brands. I mean, I'll be very frank with you. One of the things that's really got my attention is I just like the way an SGC case with its black looks compared to its PSA counterpart. And I've also have found from what I've submitted that SGC's been more difficult on their grading. Makes me wonder if SG, SGC has some upside. It could also go out of yeah. business tomorrow because it's a small company. Right. Like, right. so I think you're, I think what everyone's about to figure out is do PSA nine in modern, is that the arb or is it tops regular? Is it, you know, I bought a bunch of bazooka, a bu- seven, four, how many bazooka? I want to be really transparent. Like 11. I bought 11 bazooka LeBron rookie cards because I'm like, well, if the fucking chrome is going to be 20,000 and people start coming in droves and they want a LeBron, they're gonna have to look at other stuff. I mean, I think the Topps regular rookie cards are a fucking arbitrage. I'm buying a ton of Durant Topps regular. I'm buying Curry Topps regular. I'm buying LeBron Topps regular. I think the Topps regular is a very interesting basketball card from that one little era uh, when they had it. And to your point, if these, I mean, if a fucking Luka's $2,000 next year in a PSA 10 prism, that is so mm-hmm. out, that's, I mean, that's game over. How the fuck are you gonna afford that? All right. Then you go PSA 10. By the way, by the way, let me throw something I've never thought about, which is why I like doing Q&A. What if Raw comes back heavy because of it? It might. It might. Look, again, back to some of the heat I'm taking from the establishment. I don't think I'm right. I think I'm just communicating alternatives that may happen if I'm right about something I do think I'm right about, which is a drove of interest is coming. Agreed. I mean, yep. I'm getting DMs from card store owners, ones that make fun of me, but then hit me up quietly on the back end. <laughs> uh, people at local shows seeing levels of interest that we've never seen before. <clears throat> Thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree, especially on the, uh, I mean, in my, in my opinion, as we see stuff like the LeBron Chromes or the, the Luca Prisms are. I mean, the Luca prisms are going up like crazy right now. So I think we are going to see a lot of opportunity with the optic, which is starting to get kind of crazy. Um, but also, now I think PSA And by 10, the way, who, by the way, I apologize well, for interrupting. Optic, yeah, the population on a PSA 10 optic is like a thousand something, and the 
Panini is like, and the Prism, excuse me, is like 8,000 on the Luca, 11,000, right? So like, right. you know, like, and it looks like the optics are tough to grade. You know, that's the other I thing. Look, there's a lot people, of things that haven't been figured out. I think 2012 Prism is gonna go through the roof once people realize production numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's LeBron's first heat, like I, there's just a lot of shit I'm trying to figure out. There's a lot, and a lot, it's a very exciting and not exciting time in sports cards depending on where you sit. If you like the way it always was, you're probably frustrated. If you're excited about new dynamics happening, it's an incredible time. I like what's happening with Alex who called earlier and Jim. I think this thing brings a lot of happiness. I think people buy and sell and collect a lot of things on earth. I think sports cards are special because yes, comic books are safer and Iron Man doesn't get hurt, but you have to wait three years for something to happen to a comic book, a new movie comes out. Sports cards, if Juan Soto hits two homers opening day, I'm gonna be losing my fucking mind. Don't let Luca, don't let Luca single-handedly put his team on his back and create an upset in the first round of the NBA playoffs. You think Luca's expensive now? Do not let him drop 52 in a game seven and they, and they beat whoever that they're lower seed of because they're like, don't let that happen. Do not let that happen. Do not let Luca drop 52 in game seven against a better team and knock them out because this hobby is gonna lose their fucking mind. On the I flip side, people Paul George. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just getting excited because I think people <laughs> think people think they're right, or or I think I'm right, or other people. There is no right. First of all, it's sports. Fucking uh, uh, Calhoun, who I think is gonna have a breakout year, got hit in the face with a fastball yesterday, fractured his fucking face. You know, everybody went crazy on Acuna. What if Acuna tears his labrum on opening right. day? Sports. That's why I really like basketball because I think old basketball players are the closest thing to superheroes. Uh, it's my favorite one that Lou makes fun of me of buying all the time is this card right, gotta find it. Where is it, where is it, where is it? There it is. I love this card. George Gervin, 74 type, the Iceman. Yes. The Iceman. All I need is one Netflix documentary on this guy and this card goes from 180 to 800. Right? So like, everyone's playing different angles. I don't know. Make sense? Make sense. Good luck, brother. Enjoy. All right. Let's keep it going. Weird Jordans excite me. I think this is one of the most interesting cards. Like this is a, look how big this, this you could like hang in your like off. I mean, I hate this fucker, but. Brian. Brian? I think that's super underpriced. There's just not that many of them. Inner Lake. Then there's debating. I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, it's a fucking eight, not a seven. Got to resubmit. Let's go to the next one. Well, we're going next one. Akeem, I'm buying because I think Africa is going to be a content on the global map in 30 years. I'm buying this card for 30 years from now. Not to mention he's one of the 15 best players of all time, and it's grossly underpriced. I I think. Meanwhile, like I love hockey, but I can't get that excited. A couple here and there. Brian? Nope. Jean? What is up? What is John? up, bro? No, Steinmetz. Steinmetz. I'm sorry. I apologize. How are you? I am good, bro. Good, bro. What's I your don't question? Know why I thought you were gonna call me. You I knew it. My question is, uh, I did. I felt it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna say it three times. I'm gonna say it three times. 
And what, and for some reason, there's a few ways I could do this. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's do but, it. Uh, my question is, uh, yeah. Okay. Steinmans? Yeah. What's your question, brother? So, uh, for someone who has maybe like $100, you know, not too much money, and they, I'm not too into sports, I don't watch like that. I like playing sports, but I don't like to watch it. Yep. So, how, how do I kind of, how would I try to make money when I don't invest the time to really know the players, know what's going on? You shouldn't. Shouldn't, yeah. That's all the thing this whole time. Yeah, I mean, look, just because I think there's an opportunity here, I think there's an opportunity in a lot of places. I think with the coronavirus, there's a ton of opportunity right now in the stock market as stocks ex- yeah. decline. I think there's a ton of opportunity in opportunity zones in New Jersey, like Patterson and Newark. I think there's opportunities everywhere. I think there's opportunity. By the way, maybe, do you like Pokemon? I, mean, I love Pokemon. I haven't played in a while, but I love it. Well, bro, that's your answer. Pokemon cards are outpacing sports cards. Get all in on Pokemon. Buy your first Pokemon for 60 bucks after 25 hours of homework. Watch it go up from to, from to 130, then flip it. Take that 130, buy the next one, and two years later you got something brewing. I don't know why I never thought of Pokemon cards. I, I heard you talk about it, but I never, I just never let it click for some reason. Bro, I would heavily yeah, spend that's... 20 to 40 hours studying Pokemon, completed items on eBay, read articles on that you search on Google, Find some people on Twitter that know, get on a phone call, learn, go to a show, learn, 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 and then decide, oh, this weird character I think is underrated because I think it's just really cool and a lot of people in the Pokemon community care about it and I bet you it's gonna go up in price. Yeah, I, I can do that, that's why I used to do. I can do that's that your answer, brother. This is a self-awareness game. Like I, like, but it also is what are you trying to do? Like I know football cold, but I think football has too many injuries and skill players, defensive players forget it, their cards never go up. And even receivers and running backs I think are underpriced and not really getting there. So it becomes a quarterback game only. And so like to me, I know baseball because of my fantasy league and I know basketball because it's just by far the one that I most believe in. And so that's where I'm playing, but like I'm gonna bet with my heart. I'm gonna spend a good 5% of my money and energy on Sam Darnold because I believe and I'm play, betting with my heart. So like, I think you need to do around your interests and it sounds like Pokemon's a lot better than sports and that's what's gonna matter. Yeah, I, I was wondering because I, I never got into all so I was like, ah, it'd be too much work and I just, it just wouldn't be fun for me. But now, the number two, the number, number two is the most important part. Work is required to be right about anything. Like exactly. work is required. But if not fun, be out. Like I'm petrified that people invest in sports cards and don't know anything about it. Don't enjoy it. I'd rather them be like Jim and like get deep enjoyment on buying Bowman paper of prospects for two years from now because he gets enjoyment on it, even though that might not be the best ROI. Like I get enjoyment out of, is it Mookie Betts? Is it Bellinger? Is it Randone? Is it Trevor Story? Is it Ariando? Like is, what's the Colorado effect? What's not? Like I love, these are nerdy things I think about. Like. Gavin Lux on a stacked team versus what's the impact of the Astros cheating scandal? Is Jordan gonna be good? Is Bregman gonna be good? Is Altuve gonna be good? Are they not gonna be good? Because guess what? If Jordan goes and hits 12 homers in the first two weeks and everyone's like, okay, well it's not bad, then then it's gonna explode and pass fucking Tatis and fucking Vlad and everybody out. So there's, nobody's talking about Jordan in baseball right now because it's all hovered over the Astros thing. But he had a fucking trillion homers in the minors last year. I drafted him in our fantasy league, I know. They weren't doing that shit in the minors, I don't think, even though lose favorite teams 
got some real allegations against it. I know that gets you personally upset. All right, brother, thanks for the call. Let's get to the next one. Yeah, I just think there's a ton of arbitrages. Then there's young guys, Joe Adele. Like, you, people think he's gonna be the best. This rock rookie I'm super excited about. Like, these are the things I'm thinking about. Like, the Bellinger thing to me is like, the Dodgers could be stacked. Dodgers could be stupid good this year. And it's LA, and they love the fucking Your call pitching. Yeah, do they have the pitching? But like, their hitters are gonna fucking hit. Um, and it's momentum. One of the things I'm seeing the most of is momentum right now. Like people, this like, way and above what I'm talking about on Twitter. There's a lot going on with sports cards that um, I think people need to recognize. And I think, it's, I think it's just beginning. I think the sneaker kids and the gambling kids are gonna drive the shit out of this market. Sneaker kids, gambling kids, dads that are on the reboot. That's a lot of demand that didn't exist 24 months ago. Hello? Dustin? Yes. It's Gary V. How are you? Hey Gary, how you doing? I'm well. I'm enjoying this live stream. What can I answer for yeah, you? Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Uh, yeah, my question was... Real quick, was, I apologize Dustin. I'm going to do some rapid fire at some point. I'm going to do that on Twitter. So ask your questions if you're watching on any stream. Go to Twitter, ask your questions. I'm going to have Lou at some point. We're going to do a lot rapid fire that I'm going to take from Twitter. But go ahead. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. My, uh, my question was... Dustin. As, as you kind of get back into collecting cards, if it's something that you know, like I'm a big baseball guy, so is, is it better to kind of focus up just on baseball by itself or is it better to get kind of universal knowledge in all the sports that are out there? It's back to self-awareness. So for example, do you have, in, you as a human, are you excited about the notion to care about football, hockey, basketball more? Like does that excite you? Do you have like a best friend who's a huge basketball fan but you could never get into it? Because one of the rationales is one of the ways to really get into the sport is to start collecting it because basketball I do think is the most interesting thing to invest in and then all of a sudden you care about who De'Aaron Fox or Jaron Jackson or John Collins, like you, you can sucker your way into caring a lot more about basketball and the reason you did it was macro you thought it was the best investment and your best friend Brandon is a huge basketball fan and you wanted to have more interest and oh by the way, basketball is a good offset to baseball, now you're covering 365 days a year and like caring right. about sports. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, so it's for, for me, it's just, I'm from St. Louis, so obviously a baseball town and don't have a basketball team and football team left, so it's always been kind of a, you know, baseball focus, but no, it's, it's definitely, a, it's always interests me with other sports, but baseball's kind of just been where it's at last few years. Look, look, with baseball, there's demand coming in, so top 15 players, which I rattled off earlier, the debate of like how underpriced or not underpriced are they. Number two, you know, and your farm system has been stacked for years, so you're probably proud of this. You know, the youngsters with Bowman and their first tops is a lot of, it's a very fun game. Like, you know, you know and then more importantly, not betting with your heart, right? Not getting right. caught on Dylan Carson or things like that. Like, you know, not getting caught with your heart the way I am with Darnold. Like being smart, like not not buying Nico because he's a Cub because you hate him, like you know, like or or Herrera because he's a Brewer because you hate him. Like you have to be unemotional when you're dealing with your monies. Yeah, no, that that completely makes sense. And like I said, you've uh, the kind of the the fire of the market has been really intriguing the last few weeks and getting back into the hobby. So this is all good stuff to learn and, and do mark me, down. So do, do I me appreciate a, it. Do me a favor. Get very educated. Do you understand the grading companies? Do you understand the different companies that make cards? Do you understand before you start betting? And then more importantly, why are you doing it? Do you want it to be a hobby to enjoy the games more? Do you want to make a flip? 
Do you want to teach your kid entrepreneurship? Do you want to have a hobby that is profitable? Most hobbies cost money. Like if you love skiing or if you love, you know, hunt, like hunting or if you like, most things cost money. This is a hobby that you could break even or even make money. That's kind of intriguing. And a lot yeah, of people, no, and a lot absolutely. of people are gambling to make sports more fun, which is very, very, very low reward. No matter how much people tell you they're winning, they're losing. Gambling sucks. It's right. an entertainment, <laughs> but you're paying for it. Whereas this can make sports a lot more fun and the downside is much lower than the upside. Yeah, like you said, you never know when someone could get hurt, someone could get injured, and then you move on from there and you and, sunk a bunch of money and, into it and it's and gone. You, and you know what could be fun? You know, like, it could be fun to like, if you know, listen, an average baseball game on July 9th, not necessarily the thing that's gonna get your juices going. But when you are all in on Acuna, and now the Braves are coming to town, you're gonna watch those three games a little bit harder. Right. Yeah, no, that completely makes sense, Gary. I, I definitely appreciate all the info. Happy to do it, brother. Take care. What live stream is that? Instagram. What's good, Instagram? Let me do this real quick. Go ahead, Lou. I'm gonna bring somebody on real quick. My Instagram for one second. Go live with, let's see. Nope, Caesar doesn't want it. If you want to go live with me real quick, I'm about to bring you in. Rodrigo. Zion is gonna blow out his knees within two years. That would be bad. That would make me super sad for him. Yo! Oh my God, Gary. What's good? Hey, Let me turn this off real quick. Unbelievable. I just hey, want to hey, say what's Gary. up. Whoa, brother. Well, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, I'm, I'm from Brazil. Huge fan of yours. I've been eating your content, working. Uh, I'm passionate about fish, fly fishing specifically. It's a very small market here in Brazil. Yep. So now I'm trying to approach it in, uh, in English. Just going to try it in English. And I've tried Facebook ads. I'm doing an, uh, a fly fishing course. To help beginners get into the sport. You're selling that course? Yes, I am. The number, the number one mistake that people make in social media marketing is their, is their ads are just sales, not amplifying quality content before you get them into the funnel. Oh, okay, I got you. I, I've made a, a free training to add, to add value for... But you have to make sure that the free training is actually free training, not you subconsciously using that as yes. a funnel to make them pay. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I, you've mentioned it before. And I'm mentioning it right to your fucking face right now. Yeah, it's yeah. very important, bro. Everyone's like, I wanna be like you, Gary Vee. I'm like, don't create funnels to charge people. Just work on legacy, then it will come to you. It's very fucking important. When you're making a course, it's impossible to not try to sell the course. Yes. I don't wanna talk about sports cards because I wanna flip these cards and make less money in the flip than I make in one fucking speech. I want everybody who's fucking watching to make money and be happier. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally got it. You need to not worry about you making sales and fly fishing. You gotta educate the masses at scale for free about how epic fly fishing is and then it will come to you. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I think I'm, I might, uh, I, I've made a podcast in Portuguese. More, more, uh, more. Yeah, 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 more on everything. Just Gary, thank you very much. You're welcome, brother. Thank you. you. Thank you a lot. I admire you back. Keep going. I admire anybody who's going for it. All right, let's keep it going. 
This is fun. Alex. Alex? You getting questions on Twitter? Sorry, I can't get to the phone right now, but leave me a voicemail. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Did you get that on the phone? Oh! Lou was Goodbye. right. I'm devastated. I wanted to leave an angry, uh, angry voicemail. Who's uh, while Lou pulls up long form questions, Ragoff, why don't you go on Twitter and just rattle off questions during this dead? airtime so we can just get as many answers as possible because we're not getting to the volume that I want in these calls. Someone asked you what's your most uh, prized card of all time? My, my most prized card sitting somewhere here, it's a, it's a 1990 Frank Thomas Leaf rookie because that was like the prized, everybody loved the Griffey Upper Deck rookie but for me, I was in my prime when 90 Leaf Thomas, which came a year later, there was just something about that Leaf set. It took the whole upper deck thing up a notch. And like, I just also liked Frank Thomas more. I also bet on Frank Thomas in 90 score, the, the one with his big face on it. I bought tons of those before he hit the major leagues and was like right about him. So I felt a bigger association to the big hurt than I did Griffey. So 90 Frank Thomas is an emotional card for me. You got some stuff? Yeah. I'll get into Rob and then we'll just do a bunch. And then that's how we'll go. That's how we'll go. Hello? Rob, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, what the fuck? What's going up? <laughs> Life is good, Rob. I'm watching you, I'm watching you live. How am I going to over here? I appreciate it, man. What's your question? <laughs> so what do you, how long do you think this, I don't know if it was a trend, you know, back then it was, you know, hype like crazy for years and then it, you know, dropped off the face of the earth for a little while and now it's back and it seems like it's, I mean, it seems like it's fucked stronger than ever. It and is, but I, there, is, there's no way that, it, yeah. I don't know, I have no idea when it ends. Number two, I think it will drop off the face of the earth. It's trends. It's like long hair for guys, then short hair. It's like jeans, jeans that are tight, then jeans that are baggy. People have to understand, this is trends. Things go up, things go down. It's why I want people to invest in LeBron and invest in Jordan and invest in Brady and invest in things that are like evergreen because you're gonna get killed if you decide yeah. to bet on Trey Young, Trey doesn't end up being an all-time top 25 player and then the market collapses, you're gonna be fucking finished. Now in the meanwhile, you can make a fortune on Trey if the market is super hot for six years or if Trey becomes Steph Curry in perpetuity. This is why I keep telling people, be smart. Like as fun as it is to like bet on Gavin Lux or Mize, the pitcher, and you don't know that yet. I know You're Mookie. Right. I know Mookie Betts is on his way. I know. Yeah. I know that you know you, Trout is a layup. He's maybe the all-time player. I know that LeBron. There's nothing that can happen to LeBron. Exactly. At, at, this, at this point in his career, even if he, you know, if he goes downhill, it doesn't matter. He's it's still, it's why I think yeah. Barkley and Akeem and some of those rookies are in a really good spot for the next 20 year from now. And basketball's at the apex. And but like. If you want to bet on, I'm betting on De'Aaron Fox. That's me betting. I'm having fun. I think you know, but okay. I but yeah. I could be, but I could, but I look at that as going to zero. Yeah. yeah. And so I just think people have to have a like. Of course, it's going to go down. The question is, yeah. are we only twenty percent of the way of it going up, or are we ninety percent? Right. 
I don't know. But what I will tell you is that gambling, lessons learned, I'm very curious, I have no knowledge of what Panini and Tops and Upper Deck are thinking. Like, how are they gonna manage their productions? You know, there's always the manipulation of the one of ones and the one of tens. Of like, you'd have to think those play out. The biggest variable yeah. is injuries. Look, I th- I'll, I'll, I've said it 18 months ago or 15 months ago. I think Luca could be an all-time 25 best player of all time. Yeah, I agree. He could, or he might not. But like, if he does, I promise you this, his rookie cards right now are underpriced 20 years from today. I promise. You think so, huh? Of course. You know how I know that? Looking at the last 60 years. Jordan rookies were underpriced at the height and the collapse of sports cards the last time around. True. Magic Johnson rookie cards, Magic Bird, this card, grossly underpriced 15 years ago at the super hype of the market. It just depends on a couple different variables. Now you get into, will SGC be bigger than BGS, then bigger than PSA in 25 years? I don't know. Uh, uh, will will Prism a, still be considered? PSA seems to have a lock on that. Yeah, PSA, has, PSA, PSA does seem to have a lock. I just yeah. know that things change. Of course, no, of course, anything can happen. You know, like, or, or it stays forever. You, by the way, you know who else had a lock? ABC and NBC, and then Netflix came along. <laughs> like, shit changes. Yeah, well, like, Amazon came along and took everybody the, out. The, so. the home and gardening seal of approval, the, tr- uh, the what was that fucking thing? Uh, what was the thing that made the wines go through the roof? What was that, the, the magazine that was? None, well, that's a good one. In my wine world, Wine Spectator and Robert Parker like mattered okay. the most, and now they don't, they, they, they've evolved. Things change. Things change and sports cards people have to get very, very concerned and be very thoughtful of what could change. For example, the reason I think stickers, which I have about, how many stickers do you think I bought? 40? More? Sure. No, no, I I don't know. 50, 60. Oh, so different. I was being nice. Fair enough. What's the number? Cool. Like, I could be very wrong about Panini stickers from basketball in the 80s and 90s going up. I just think they will because I think soccer is gonna matter more and when people look back at soccer in 20 years and look at the Panini stickers being the real one, I don't know, I don't know if I think that's gonna impact this value of stickers and stickers yeah. might become something that people wanna. That was my big thesis on Jordan stickers, like the Jordan rookie sticker I thought was underpriced because I think it's just as hard if not harder to grade and the same supply, like I don't understand why it should be so much less than yeah, the, than I, the I, base. I agree, I agree, it doesn't make sense that it's so much less than the regular. Jordan but the rookie. hobby decided, the hobby may decide, yeah. listen to me right now, you could buy, you could buy fucking Luca rookies at a thousand in a couple months because that's what it's at on yeah. Prism, right? He could go on yeah. to be a top 40 player of all time. Super popular, 20, 12 to 20 year run, it locks in. But what if the yeah. hobby in 20 years decides that Optic was the actual rookie? Yeah, the better one. You're right, who the hell knows? This is where I'm going, so I think it's just, everyone yeah. has to play their portfolios. And by the way, what if you're just a collector and you don't give a shit, then buy raw hoops? Yeah. Like if you just want to collect, yeah. buy raw that fucking hoop science. That was my next question. That's good. What, what do you think about, I mean, for me, I like to only buy, or I try to buy graded. You know, it's just something that I just, I don't know, I just feel like the raw, I mean, it's such a discrepancy in price. I mean, or even if I get raw graded, why would you not, I mean, you know, you have a $10 base card 
you know, raw, and then you, you grade the thing, and it gets a 10 for PSA, and it's worth 200. I mean, it doesn't I'm, make sense I'm not, not to spend the money I'm and, not, and, and I'm not, it. I'm not good enough yet to look through an eBay listing, StockX listing, ComSeed listing, and know if I'm looking at a nine or 10, and probably will never get there. If I was still yeah. in high school, I would've fucking only done that. Because I would've yeah. known my shit, because I got D's and F's, and yeah. I would've focused on it the whole time. I would've become, as good as graders, because I would have been fucking focused on that, and all I would yeah. do is go to shows and look at eBay zoomed in pictures and buy tens raw and slab them. I just don't have that skill set, and I don't think I have that ability right now because I don't have enough time to get good at it. And so I'm gonna play the premium on the 15 year old me who's gonna buy them for raw and slab them and make a huge arbitrage on me, and I'm gonna make arbitrages on all these theories that I think. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I just, you know, just want your take on that. My take is I'm I, fucking I, I, pissed I that I don't have the time or the <laughs> skill to do it because I'd only buy raw and slab the fuck out of it. Well, that's what I, that's what I do. I, I, I'm I fucking impressed. Stuff, I'm, I do something for PSA. I have a group and, you know, I, awesome. I, I see a lot of shit. So through the years, I come to, you know, know what to look for. Hell yeah. You know, on, just on, like, on just like I'm an outsider in people's opinions yeah. even though I grew up in it. I'm an outsider, but I see things that nobody in the card world can see because that's who I am in marketing and human behavior outside of it. I'm coming up with hot takes, like the Panini sticker thing, like wrestling, like yeah. I'm seeing shit that people don't see because that's what I'm fucking great at. That's why I invested yeah. in Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr before anybody saw it. That's why I fucking win. Good, that's great. That's, that's why, why I, I take you. photos with fucking rappers that nobody's heard of and then two years later they're biggest in the game. That's what I'm fucking good at. Everyone's got their niche and you got your shit. You got it, brother. Thank you so much. Keep going. No problem. Thanks a lot. Love that dude. Fire away some rapid fire. What do you think about investing? Loud. What do you think about investing in junk wax era stuff that's also PSA 10? I think whoever asked that question is smart. I've been looking at Larry Walker rookie cards out of 10. I think that supply and demand, if all these 40-year-old dads come back in, all of a sudden 84 Mattingly's and 86, you know, Reggie White's and I, I think there's a huge I haven't done the full homework, but one of my new hypotheses is junk wax PSA 10s, BGS 9.5s, SGC 10s. Uh, I just haven't done enough homework on how much quantity is out there and how much perception of demand do I think will be there, but there will be an uptick in demand. I just don't know how egregious the supply is. Is there a million Mattingly's? Is, you know, how many are sitting raw haven't been graded yet? I mean, these Acuna and Luca numbers are gonna go through the roof over the next fucking couple months. Like, cool that it's 8,000 now. What about when it's 16,000 in a month? Cool, I'm excited about Optic Luca at 1,000. I have a funny feeling it's about 3,000 in the next month or two or three or four. So that's what I'm looking at. Give me one more and then Lou will come in. Loud. Uh, this guy asked about NASCAR trading cards. What do you think? I think NASCAR's got a very small niche and I'm sure NASCAR and Many other sub things have their little markets. It's not something I'm passionate about or knowledgeable enough to answer. That's a dumb question. You have a question? Yeah. I'm gonna go. Can these things be like fake? Yeah. I mean, so like there are people that sell like. There's fake art and coins. Right. There's fake Supremes and Yeezys. Is there a way to like the trust in these three companies is the whole game, which is why when we hear about people trimming cards that are older and like submitting them and getting big, like that's a dangerous thing because of the trust, that's how PSA or BGS or SGC or a fourth player or a technology that comes around that doesn't use human beings and just scans it, uh, inevitably with the way technology is going, if you told me in seven years a company came along 
It doesn't run by humans. You insert it. It is 100% figuring out cardboard arbitrage and all this and it guarantees that it's not fake and we all believe that's better. That kills all three of these companies. And all of a sudden I'm submitting my, you know, this and it's coming back as 7.3 and I'm like, ah, like, you know, like shit changes. Of course it can be fake. A human being decides. We've trusted these companies to be better than the masses but there's all sorts of weird shit that can happen. It's humans. It's why I hate the Olympics. A human's judging it. It's why I hate reviews in companies. A human's judging it. But that's the way the world works. Until a computer comes along and takes away the, the human element, we're gonna always debate if the companies are good at grading or not. Can you explain trimming a little bit more? So I don't, I'm not the most educated in trimming, so let me start by saying that, but very simply, super old cards from 1948, some people will actually go in with a razor, I guess, and like, tenth of an inch. yeah, like a tenth of an inch, which makes the corner go from fluffy to like tighter. And if a human on the other side can't see it, they'll grade it a five instead of a four, or a seven instead of a four, and that can change the price value enormously. It's a very, very, very scary thing that you know you have to trust that the government, which has been paying attention to this more, and the companies are policing themselves. PSA, BGS, aka Beckett and SGC and then even the smaller players or the ones that are thinking about getting into the game, they have to realize no different than, than the wine spectator, no different than anything else in the world, the people that grade comic books. This world, I'm sure, has the same thing. I'm less educated, but like, what are the, like, it's, you're only as good as your, your actual truth. That P, PSA goes out of business if everybody stops believing them. So they don't want it to happen, but humans are on the other side. Humans can be bought. A basketball ref, through games, right? Like the integrity of this, why is Pete Rose banned? Like gambling on the games, the Astros thing, the Patriots, like all this stuff is about how much do you respect the thing? Olympic judges, have you seen what the Russian judges have done through the last 50 years? We live in a society that's flawed with humans and you know, just figuring out where it, that plays out. Like that's way above my opinion but like Older cards, there's some playing. The new stuff, it's a lot easier because all this comes out of the factory in a much better place. There's no reason to do that. Things that are 70 fucking years old, 80 years old. And there's, listen, a 10 of this is $50,000. A nine is 9,000. That's a $41,000 swing. That's gonna lead to people doing bad things just like in everything. Gambling in every, you don't think there's fucking shady people right now trying to convince kids in college basketball to throw games? Why do you think gambling is so scary? So there's always, I mean, bad acting. Wall Street, these fuckers, go, you know, like there's, there's, but what percentage at what? And to me, I'm unemotional. Like, like to me, it's like, if, it, if a company, if all three of these rating companies disappear, then that's what needed to be done for the greater good. Like, that's what can happen. Alex. People buy fake Yeezys every day. Human, real life. Cards are just like every other thing. Fake gold, fake diamond rings, fake art. Hello? Alex? Yeah, this is Alex. This is Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, what's up? Life is good, bro, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm watching you on live stream, at, uh, live uh, basically putting information into a, for live trading cards Discord, and just trying to relay as much value. Oh, that's very nice, thank you for that. I know there's a bunch of Discord groups that are really rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to participate in. Just try to help like some of the new investor or collectors just 
learn more about the hobby and it's, a, it's one of the reasons, the reasons why I wanted to do this today is there's so many people getting into the hobby because of me and because of many other people besides me. And what I've noticed from a small group of my, my followers is some of them are just jumping in without doing any education, without any knowledge. Yeah. They're like, Gary Vee, look what I bought. I'm like, they're buying like a seventh tier grading company's card. I'm like, no, 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 no. So this has been a good, there's an exciting couple hours for me to like really help keep the conversation going. I encourage a lot of the people that follow me to go on Twitter. There's so many people that have been in the game longer than me. Like they're gonna have their points of view, but they have tons of historic context. And uh, I'm excited about where the hobby can go. What can I answer for you? Um, I'm excited as well. One thing I was curious about was saw all these Luca-based cards just like skyrocket in value, like double, triple. Like a base card will be worth like six, seven hundred dollars now. Meanwhile, like you can get a red and blue or green or other parallel for almost the same price or less even. So I was wondering if you think that some of those parallels or rarer versions or number cards are gonna see the, the same proportionate increase in value as the base if it will just take longer or will base I don't, prices I don't, right I don't think so. When you look at other industries, when a mass injunction of people comes in, their financial status doesn't allow them to buy the super premium as much of the entry. So I think base will outpace the super premium because it's awfully hard to buy an $8,000 Luca. I I would argue the reason I'm starting to buy tops regular and hoops is that it even has to go lower than prism because guess what? A $700 single card of Luca Donich on prism is not what the average human being is gonna be jumping into. Right, but do you think the, there will be a percentage of the new masses that come in will get more educated yes. on the various products? Yes, I, yeah, yes. Okay. but I do not believe over the long term with a heavy influx of demand that you'll ever get the super premium to grow as much because of the affordability and the risk factor. So if the super premium may grow on like a normal trend line that it has been, I think I think more than a normal tread line because just the mass of influx. But to your point of where you're going, not potentially as great as some of the base. Got it. So it will not be proportionate. That makes sense. No, but brother, what we've been talking about today is like, what if optic becomes it, not prism? What if what if SGC becomes the play, not PSA? What if, like there's a lot of fucking variables that we're not, bro, I'm like so scared that I'm right about the stickers. Like I'm looking at the Panini sticker Zions more than the base prisms. I haven't bought any for disclosure, but I've been like literally the last two nights almost pulling the trigger of wrapping up all the prism PSA 10 stickers for Zion on Panini stickers that as you know, nobody in the hobby gives a fuck about yet. Right. I mean, I, I haven't gotten into it at all because I've just been thinking it's just all about prism and prism only. Yeah, listen, me too for the most part. I've only gotten hot on Topps regular and because before it was Topps Chrome during that era and Optic really in the last month because I'm like, oh fuck, Lucas were 35 to $70. Now they're 600. Like the normal person that wants to get in for a thousand bucks it was one thing to buy 30 Lucas. I mean, if you spent $1,000 when I was yelling about Luca at 35 bucks and bought 30 of them, you have $18,000. Yeah. That's I mean, fucking nuts. Over the end of summer, it was like $80 then. Like, I just can't believe it. Like, quintuple. What I'm worried about is that we all kind of common sense are like, oh shit, is this gonna go down? 
And again, don't let Luka drop 52 in game seven on prime time. You know where it's going. You see where the hobby's at. Like this summer, this, I mean, again, Corona, there's a million things that can happen in life. Every, anything can happen. Uh, by the way, back to what I was answering, Dustin, tomorrow the FBI might come out and say 35% of PSA cards are fake. Guess what? That's gonna collapse the market. I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus, but here's what I know. Most things aren't crazy. Most things follow a certain path. And this summer, cards are gonna be white hot. And the NBA Finals are gonna be like a fucking day trading magnet. Like, Luka drops 18 in the first quarter and I'm worried about what happens on EPEG because everyone's just fucking on tilt. Right. I think a lot of people like spend a, a disproportionate amount of their time worrying about like the micro trend. Correct. Instead of kind of looking at the big picture like over time. Like, oh, by, you know, oh, the by the way? Is, oh, by the way? Yeah, the go ahead. Stock market, but over the long run, like, the stock market's always going to go up. Why do you? Like, why? why? more volatile, but over the long run, they'll probably go up. Brother, they're not more volatile if you look at the last 90 years. This is why I'm holding in my hand right now Kobe and fucking Gretzky and Hulk Hogan and Magic and Bird. Over the next 30 years, I feel great about that. I'm not worried about if Juan Soto, I've got 20% of my energy worried about Juan Soto, Pete Alonso, and Acuna to make baseball more interesting to me to flip at the national. That's 20%. I'm worried that that's everybody else's 100% and that's how they're gonna get burnt. Yeah. At the same token, I think Giannis and Luca, me, my opinion, potentially are top 25 players of all time. I hope so. I think, I think Kevin Durant comes back next year and goes ballistic in the New York market. Or he can get hurt again and be out and then it completely collapses. Yeah. Listen, I wish I grew up with Pokemon. If I was giving everybody advice, if you fucking love Pokemon, go there. Because you have no risk of Pikachu getting hurt. I know, I kinda use like my old Pokemon cards that graded some of them. And then those, I've considered those more of like my bond investments, kind of the more safer long-term. And, and to me, because I don't like Pokemon that way, to me that's LeBron. Right. Like I would be, dumbfounded if LeBron's not $20,000 in 20 years. I'd be shocked. I'm just, you know, by the way, if LeBron wins a title, I'm scared shit. Bro, if fucking Bron Bron wins a title this year, it's gonna get, I don't, I mean, people are gonna cry that they, if they had the means that they didn't buy it at 7,500. And the reason they didn't buy it was because it was a 1050 in April. So I, I got into a LeBron like, Right, it was it was like right around mid-February, and I've been I've just been astounded at how it's gone from like you know a thousand, two thousand to seventy-six, and I'm wondering is that like where it's going to be at for a lot for several years, or like or I should just hold that for like a decade longer? Brother, I'm telling you right now, I would hold LeBron in perpetuity. Basketball's go before you and I will die before basketball's not a popular sport during our lifetime. Yeah. I think LeBron might end up being the president of the United States one day. Like LeBron is showing post basketball energy that I don't know where LeBron ends up. That'd be some shit if LeBron becomes president. We clip this on whatever the fucking Instagram of 21 years from now is. I'll be like, I fucking told you. (laughs) He's got the new Space Jam. He's just larger than life. He's larger than basketball for sure. Bro, if he wins this title, he's gonna push over. Bro, if he wins this title, it's gonna matter. Yeah. 
So, cool, man. Thank you. What are some of the What are some of the really high end cars that you're investing in that could be even the Jackie dollars? Jackie Robinson rookies. Jordan. I think Jordan rookie is a hundred thousand dollar card in the white heat moment. It's at fifty now. Um, I'm less into the one of ones auto stuff. Like I'm not educated enough in some of the stuff that my friend like Adam Rowe, like you know, like is really focused on like those LeBron, Jordan, like I'm just not educated enough yet in the 90s basketball, like rare shit, that, that's going crazy. I like old as fuck shit. You know, Kareem rookies, Will Chamberlain, 61 Fleer basketball I'm obsessed with. Oscar rookies, Jerry West rookies, Will Chamberlain rookies. I haven't started studying, but like I'm a little, hey, it's Gary, what's your name? Uh, Kiba? Oh, hey, Gary. Kiba? Yes. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm well. What can I answer for you? So, um, I had a question. So, I'm a reseller. I like Supreme, you know, like sneakers and all that. I understand, Kiba. And I was like looking into kind of getting into sports cards. So, why? What would you like recommend? Why? Well, Obviously, I saw like with you. You said that the the Giannis rookie would go up like two thousand like three years, but it went in up like two thousand like three months. <laughs> so, so so me being kind of like, are you able to do this? So so with Supreme and sneakers, when you when did you first get into it? Like beginning of last year, maybe. And and have you and have you been able to get yourself educated? And now, like the dumb shit you made mistakes on when you first got into Supreme, fake sort of wrong stuff. Do you feel like you're yeah. a lot? Do you feel like you're a lot smarter at it? Oh yeah, of course. Good. Next. Yeah. Do you like sports? Yeah, I do. What's like, your? I like I love basketball. Well, then you're in good shape, brother. Take the next fifty hours of reading, you know, blowouts forums, uh, Twitter, a uh, bunch of Instagram accounts. Obviously, I'm putting out content. Like, get really fucking educated. Completed items on eBay, StockX. You know, buy and okay. sell prices. Go 50 hours deep. Go to a shop, Go to a car, right. local card show. Find three to ten rabbis, aka mentors, that you just find on Twitter through conversations. Get real, real, real educated, and then start okay. buying it. Because I'm telling you right now, basketball. Couple things. You heard what I said. I'm buying 80% of my stuff long term, yeah. 20% gambling. How do I think about that? LeBron long term, De'Aaron Fox gambling. LeBron, uh, okay. Giannis, I think you know he needs a title to get crazy, but he's so goddamn good and so young. Like you know, so that I would call that an 80% locked in, 20% gamble because he does need a title. But like Curry, is kind of locked in. Everyone's forgotten about him a little bit because he's hurt. I like that yeah. with gambling, but like, if you, what's your favorite basketball team? Mm, right now, probably Lakers or Pelicans. Right now, on some bandwagon shit. <laughs> Maybe. Where do you live? Uh, Texas, El Paso. Bro, you need to be a fucking Spurs fan, or a Rockets fan, or a fucking Dallas fan. Were you a Spurs fan when it was fucking going good? No. Good. I was like, I was always, I was always with LeBron, like all the way. I respect through. that. So where the fuck did the Pelicans come from? LeBron's not on the Pelicans. So, um. You decided to take Zion for next? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought Zion. 
Like I, I used to watch like Duke and all that. And I, just, I respect that. So listen, brother. Yeah. What you need to do is get really, so I had somebody hit me up that is a music manager and told me he bought 50 Kuzma rookies. I didn't even know he was into it. He manages one of the biggest hip hop artists. It was like a cold text the other night. I got super pumped. Cause that's like an interesting take, right? If they're gonna make a run, there's gonna be all eyes yeah. on that team. Obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis are obvious, but what if Kuz goes crazy? Like, I love that kind of shit. That might be fun for you cause you're a Lakers fan. What, what I promise you cards do, like I've watched more fucking Atlanta Hawks highlights and like box scores. Like I care about, I literally every night cause I think Devontae Graham has upside long term. Look at the Charlotte uh, uh, box score every night to see what Graham's doing. If you love basketball, I think basketball cards, both modern for all the youngsters. Do you like Cam Reddish, do you not? But if you really wanna be yeah. safe, if you're just a flipper, you're gonna have to add some patience because I'd like you okay. over time to get into some of the classic shit, 86, 87 Fleer, you know, you know, build up some of the old basketball stuff. Uh, 72 Tops, Dr. J, I think is unbelievably underpriced. It's the fucking doctor. You know, like, so, you know, get educated. 50 hours right. and then put your toe in. Uh, I do think you would make more money in the next four years on sports cards than you would on sneakers and Supreme. I believe that trend's about to happen. That I do believe. All right. All right, brother. Okay. Talk to you. Thank yeah. you. Does the team that a player plays in affect the way that yes. you think about investing? Of course. Ariando and Story are top 25 baseball players, but the Colorado effect hurts their market because people think their stats are inflated in Colorado. If John Morant was a Nick, his prices would be up even more because New York's a bigger market. One of the reasons I like Bellinger so much and is because with the addition of Mookie Betts and I think Gavin Lux is a real player, I agree with Lou that the pitching might be a little bit suspect this year. The Walker Bueller's a beast and like it'll be interesting to see what else. You know, if they pop in LA, it's fucking LA. That does matter. Like now with basketball, we've seen the real hot players, if they're really great, they usually go to a big market team. So um, if I'm thinking about Zion now, but I'm thinking about him in five years and he comes to New York, LA, you know, these kind of things, the market affects things. Not to mention little things. Like I think Anthony Rendon's about to have a big year because with Trout and some of the other beasts he's surrounded in that lineup, like I think he might have a really big year and I think he's a top player that people don't think about and he won a championship last year. How does that, you know, oh, if Otani clicks. Like, you're, yes, the fucking team matters a lot. Um, I have questions. You have questions, yeah. go ahead. Esports. Esports. You know, I'd love to see, I, you know, I'm an owner of a Minnesota Call of Duty team, a minority owner with the Wolves too, people that own the uh, Vikings. I'm not, I have no information, zero, towards, you know, whether COD or any other league. There are Fortnite cards out. It seemed like they were pretty mass produced. There's a lot of them. But then also if demand goes up and Fortnite's a 50 year title, maybe they're underpriced. There was a lot of like wrestling cards made too, but the demand like, so I don't know yet. Um, but I am excited long-term about eSports. I do believe eventually there'll be one that really locks in a league that will go with a big-time producer, whether that's Leaf, who does some really interesting stuff, whether that's you know Tops, whether that's Upper Deck, whether that's you know Panini, that will then become the meaningful card and then that'll be fun and then you'll make bets on whether you think it's you know Booga or Ninja or Skill or, you know what I mean? What else? Um, what to do about markets that like countries that don't really have markets for cards yet, like if you go to like. You just have to overpay with eBay shipping costs. Like if you live in Sweden and you're watching right now, like buy it and pay extra big. 
Like if like you have no other options, like what are you gonna do? It's just how can you get them? Just to ship. I mean, we as you know, we buy a lot of stuff in Canada. Comes down here. I bought stuff in Europe. I mean, but $40 shipping doesn't bother me if I think something's going through the roof and I'm getting it at the right price. It's just business. I'm unemotional if I'm paying it in the shipping or if I'm paying in the, you know, again, using, I mean, when I, when I made the content about buying Giannis at a buck, buck 80, a buck 20, people were like, oh, it's, when it got to 300, people were like, the Gary Vee effect, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, it's 2,600 now. I'm sure everybody who didn't buy it at 600 when they thought it was so overflated by me or something else, I'm sure they're fucking sad. It has, I'm not fucking making him dominate on the court. He's completely unblockable. He's an awesome human being. He's charismatic as fuck. He's also like fucking still young as shit. He scares the shit out of me. If you told me he wins five in a row, I'm like, okay. Remember what happened when like taxes started going on eBay and we like freaked I got out so pissed. And, the yeah. and then it becomes normal, right? Like I wasn't pumped to pay taxes, like, but, but like I, don't, I love paying my taxes. As long as everybody else is paying the same, I don't give a fuck. Are you buying anything raw? I'm buying a couple things raw. I bought a bunch of Gavin Lux tops raw. Um, somebody gave me a good tip. It was like, hey, look at the way somebody sells raw. If they sell a bunch of graded and a bunch of raw, they probably looked at it and they know that they're not tens. If somebody just loves to open packs and sells raw all day, you might have a higher chance of them being tens in there. That's the game I'm about to learn. I'm, listen, I'm no expert. I'm going through the trials and tribulations too. I'm buying raw when I think somebody, like I think Gavin, listen, I love Gavin Lux. I think he's gonna be a real player. So I can't buy, I don't wanna buy the Bowmans, I wanna buy the Tops because I think there's a moment happening with Tops closing the gap on the Bowman prices. So the new Tops comes out, the only thing I can buy is Raw right now. So that's why I'm buying Raw. Uh, there's a, I bought a bunch of Jaron Jacksons last night or the night before. So I'm buying some of the young players that I'm not just sure just yet. They're at like the 75% of like a little small little hedge, right? I bought a ton of Knox last year because I thought we're getting Durant and Kyrie and it was gonna be awesome. That has not worked out, but those raw, but I'm glad I bought those raw because that was a way for me to hedge and not get destroyed. Or, you know, so a little bit. And I think over time, as I say sustained in this, if, you know, if I keep tripling down on this, you know, I, might get into, I might get educated by accident on raw a little bit and might find myself, but I'm still not good enough at knowing what a centered raw 10 is. I haven't done personal homework on nines yet. We had a great discussion earlier. Is it gonna be second tier companies? Like the lower cost product? Or is it gonna be nines? But I will say this, everything's gonna go up with the amount of demand that's coming. It's very hard to lose right now, unless of injury. The way to lose right now buying cards, actual cards, is picking the wrong guy. A Baker, Mayfield, that did not work out. Going into last year, Baker was exciting, you know, and like, he did not have the season he wanted, so you lost money. But for the most part, it's like a lot of, like there's just so much more demand. And again, to remind everybody, like me putting out a tweet or a blog post or a podcast or this, it, it was the breakers on YouTube, it was fathers getting back into it, it was some of the sneaker, I got back into it because kids and sneakerheads got into it and I saw a lot of YouTube videos that were getting real views. I've loved cards since I was a kid. I never wanted, like I never talked about it heavy before. For the last 20 years, I got back in because it's obvious to me. And I like 
making good decisions with my time and finances and I like telling other people about things to debate but I want them to be educated not stupid. Give me one more while he dials. Any tough questions? I mean there's so many people, there's like hundreds of people that hate me in the sports card world I want to get a tough question in. Um, I've gotten several questions about SGC tonight. Of like why do I like it? Are you getting paid by SGC? I'm getting zero dollars and zero cents for SGC. I like black cases. I'm like, it's not super, you know, when SGC did the 88, like it's not super, I can give a fuck, on the record, I give a fuck about Topps, Panini, SGC, PSA, and Becca combined, if they all die tomorrow, I'm pumped. Yo! (laughs) It's Gary. Holy shit, Gary! What's good, bro? Damn, dude, I've been trying to get on with you for like over a year, I've been trying to talk to you. My son, my son turned me on to you, he's 20, we got a couple businesses together that we just started out after, after a falling out with another family business, and and uh, we're doing a lot of sports card stuff. He turned me on to that. We've been doing pretty decent with it. And my, holy shit, I can't believe I'm talking to you. My biggest question is, is you know, on uh, Panini Instant. What what are your what are you, what's your take on Panini Instant? Great question. What's your name? Shiloh. Shiloh. Good. Shiloh. Real pleasure. So, the tops now in Panini Instant stuff, I've not looked at at all. I've just okay. spent zero minutes and zero seconds on it. I have no knowledge on the secondary market values. I like the thesis. I've also spent no time on the Topps blockchain product. I just haven't figured out my thoughts yet because I can't get to everything because I run a thousand person company and I have a family and I have a million things going on. Obviously this sure. industry and this genre has gotten my attention a lot over the last two years and especially over the last hundred days but I don't have a great answer, Shallow. I apologize. It doesn't feel like it's super hot it doesn't feel like people are gravitasing towards it. On the flip side, much, much just like stickers or SGC or Optic, what don't we see? Maybe there's something there because the inventory levels are very low. And one could yeah. argue long term from supply and demand. But you need demand. But you need Lilliati demand. What's, what's that? Lilliati. Yachty, what's good bro? Have you started getting into the cards? I need to talk to you, I'm gonna call you on the way home. Um, so Shiloh, I think that, I, think that uh, I don't know is the real answer. But I will say that anything that has low supply is always in play to pop, but it needs demand. Right. Yeah. And that, that's why I was curious your thoughts because you know we've been buying you know we've been buying quite a bit. You know we actually we started about a year ago, and I actually got a uh, uh, on a uh, Panini Prism. We we pulled a uh, a Luca uh, autograph, and ended up selling it for. We were buying so many cards, and we ended up you know I got scared. We ended up selling it for like four hundred bucks. How much? Like how much is it now? Idiot. How much is it now? Oh shit, like two grand. Yep. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. Well, by the way, brother, 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 turning turning cards into money is never a horrible thing. You just, look, a lot of my friends sold their Facebook stock at $48, you know, then it got up to 220, they're sad. You know, like some people bought it for 220 the other day and now it's down because of Corona. Like I didn't look today, but like I'm sure it's walloped like everything else. So. It's very hard to capture the market at the right time. What I keep trying to tell everybody is the macro market is about to, ex- is about to explode. I think that we're looking at one-tenth, one-one-hundredth of the demand that we have right now in the next 24 months as, as, as news programs start to cover this, as people like Yacht, Lil Yachty and like way cooler fucker, more important cultural people than me get into this, when some massive sneakerhead makes a blog post that they sold all $1 million of their sneakers and now have bought all sports cards and complex covers that. Like, 
like 1.37 p.m. a media company I hire, uh, I own is about to write about sports cards every day. Like, I just think there's a lot more coming. Yeah, see, and that's, we've been buying the shit out of the Panini Instance too. Just well, we're we're big Chiefs fans. We we live in Kansas, and you know we've been Chiefs fans since I was a kid. And, did you, know, you get? And, did you, you buy? Know, like, if you bought Mahomes heavy a year ago, you crushed. Yeah, yeah, I've got some Mahomes stuff, and then I bought a bunch of uh, you know I buy a lot of the, the Panini um, you know one out of tens yep. like sets and and everything else just because I know you know obviously limited is yep. is. You know the the better way to go. I can't. You know I the can't pro- afford the to problem do the, is the there was there was limited things when I was like Opeachy baseball was the hottest fucking thing in 1992. It was quote unquote limited. It's worthless today. The thing that I keep telling everybody is buy the most iconic hundred players across all the sports, and then and then be very thoughtful if you think limited is enough because again if people don't care about Panini in 10 years or 20 years we're all going to get caught. So have a smart strategy which is why I want people to bet on players that are foolproof as 80% of their investment. Mike Trout, Brainy, you know, like these things really, yeah. and basketball, because I think it's the macro, and, and soccer. Messi, Ronaldo, you know, with a hedge on the up-and-coming stars like Felix and, and, and Mbappe. So I think there's a lot of cool stuff to bet on. Hey, will you do me, will you do me one quick favor? Yes, sir. My my son's twenty years old. He's a uh, he's got a great head on him. He's an entrepreneur. I mean, he's he's he gives it all. We work seven days a week. You know, ten to eighteen hours a day. You know, getting our our new businesses going. And yep. he's a you know he's such a fucking workhorse. And yep. he's such a huge fan of yours. Would you do me a favor? Would you would you give him a shout out? His name's Damon Good. Damon Good, what's up? It's Gary V. Keep going, brother. You're literally literally got eighty more years of aiming for happiness and hustle. So. Congratulations, I can't wait to meet you in real life. I just had a great chat with your dad and I can't wait to meet one day. Come to the National Atlantic City. I'm gonna be there the entire week. Shiloh, I need you to go to the National. Will you go in, will you go in late July, early August to the National Atlantic City? Like, will you make those plans? Fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, great. That's, that's, oh, and by July, the way, I've birthday, seen this on man. Twitter too. The National is not paying me. Give a fuck about the National. National goes out of business, BGS, SGC, PSA, Tops, Panini, Leaf, give a fuck. <laughs> paid for two tables. Paid for two tables. Honestly, yeah, yeah I'm really getting paid. Fuck. We're gonna be there. I mean, Good. Uh, I'll I'm see you there. We'll, tra- we'll, we'll track you down. Thank you, sir. You got it, brother. It's so fascinating to people that they would think if they knew anything about my life and know everything I've got going on, the thought of like running a f- pump and dump arbitrage for a hundred thousand dollars in sports. Like, yeah, that's why you guys are laughing because you know my actual life and people are just so siloed and like being the gatekeepers of their thing as if you get to decide if people, somebody DM me like you have to collect to be in this. I'm like what are you talking about? Why do I have to collect? That's like saying you have to wear sneakers or you have to like look at the art every day or you have to like eat sushi every day to be a fan of sushi. Like what are you talking about? Who the fuck made you God? There's people that can flip, there's people that can collect. There's a million things you can do. The hypocrisy, people watching people, somebody's like, you're pumping, and then I go look at their least tweet and they're like, Boba Shet, buy it now. Like, I'm like, what are we talking about here? So. The hypocrisy is fucking unbelievable. I'll see you all in 20 fucking years. For 98% of people that are razzing me, I was into sports cards before they were fucking popping out of their mommy. So I don't need your fucking shit. Let's keep it going. What do you got? As the stock market goes down, do you think that's gonna affect sports cards? That's been really interesting because the market's getting annihilated. 
and cards are going, like, I'm like, oh shit, like one of like, I'm in a weird spot, I'm like, fuck, should I sell some of my cards to buy Facebook and Netflix right now because they're wildly under price. I'm like, is that a better art? But I'm like, I literally had this talk with myself for the weekend, I'm like, no, I actually think LeBron's are gonna go up more than whenever I hit the bottom of fucking Facebook and go, like, I just don't think people see it the way I see it. I really think that every high net worth individual at 60 years old that today is 28 to 40 is gonna have a LeBron rookie in their home and I think that's gonna get expensive. Andy Warhol went up. This is art for our culture. I know it. That's why I like oversized clothes, right? Think about this hanging in somebody. What's good, bro? Hey, Gary. What's your name? It's Adam. Adam, what's good? Uh, So, I had DM Lou a question actually about uh, the 90s era like uh, Shaq cards. Mm. So basically like with with that era like there's so many so many different cards and so much and from, so much like, supply of those cards, right? right exactly. That's like, the, my that's... theory my theory about those cards in general is that like I think the brands like Tops uh, are going to be good in the long term because what what ends up is going to happen is that like new collectors are going to come in and they're going to see tops and they're going to say oh well tops must be the brand that I need to get right is that something you, what do you think about that I don't know if that's true I think tops is an iconic brand and I and I think long term I grew up during the era where Donruss was more popular than tops and then Upper Deck and Leaf were more popular than tops and here we are and tops is here so I think in baseball there's a lot of historic value. You know, I don't know. I mean, look, I think beam team shacks are probably, stadium club beam team shacks are probably gonna end up being very underpriced because I think you have to put deploy real economics against this, real tried and true uh, global economics, meaning supply and demand matters. There is a lot more tops regular shacks than there are beam team shacks, plus the hobby has decided the beam team shack is the rookie. On the flip side, to your point, and I made it earlier, I do think as the hobby gets 10x more popular, the lower end has got a chance to go up even more than the high end. And so, you know, does a beam team thing go from 1,500 to 3,000 while the regular tops, I don't know what the regular top shack goes for right now, but does that go from 30 to 300, 10x versus 2x or 3x? That's gonna be a very interesting debate. I think what I like about the lower end going up faster than the higher end is the majority of people who are watching right now, if they want to make a bet, are in a better likely chance to buy 10 tops PSA 10 Shaq rookies. or fle- I like the Fleer a lot because the color scheme makes it hard for that to be a 10 grade. Uh, but that's not here, not there. Uh, I-, I bought 10 Fleer at that point, right? More? Less? 13 maybe? Yeah. I remember I bought it once, I was all excited. Cause it's like gold, like it was kind of like, these are hard, like the white stuff doesn't bang up as easy on the like the great, like nonetheless, I'm getting a little nerdy here. But um, yeah, I like that you can buy 10 shacks and they 10X instead of you can't afford 10 beams and the beams only 3X, similar to the prism high end that we talked about earlier. Make sense? That's, yeah, the shack actually I think, uh, so. 90 b-ball cards on Instagram has given me the tip about that and I actually had DM'd you about that one. The one with the black jersey, right? That's yes. Yes. Yeah so, I, 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 yeah, so I bought a couple of those over the summer for 30. And now? And I just recently sold two of them for two total for 170. So the Shaq cards, even even the Look, regular Sha- tops if I bought Shaq, for like 20. If Shaq, but, if Shaq was during the pre-era of the junk wax era or the post era, he'd be some of the most expensive cards because he's a cultural phenomenon. Right, for sure. That, I mean, that's what I looked at. I looked at those cards. And to and your said, point, if basketball become like, listen, Shaq 
earlier the junk wax era, is it underpriced? I would argue Shaq is a running take as one of the best junk wax era cards to buy because the demand may even outpace that enormous amount of supply. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. Uh, so I do have one other question please. about baseball. Yeah, please. So something that I noticed was that the Bowman Chrome uh, first Bowman rookies are starting to either be less than uh, the regular Topps rookies, like in Mookie Betts' case, Me too. Like the Mookie Betts top Me too. is more expensive than the Mookie Betts Bowman Chrome card. I'm seeing I it too. Do. But for, for, for so long, it had been the opposite. I know. I'm not sure. By like, the way, bro, this, I have, where that, where, where I, that and don't forget, I've been watching for two years and I only thought Bowman, Bowman, Bowman. Bro, this is what I'm telling you. When a lot more people get involved, the hobby and the way they decided things is gonna change. It's very simple. If there's 30,000 people into something and their collective energy decides something, because that's what a hobby is and a market is, and now there's 400,000 people in it, there's a chance that things will shift. I've been blown away by that dynamic. I, even when I was a kid, Mariano Rivera 92s, like Bowman was more powerful than Tops, right? Now all of a sudden, to your point, I'm seeing more of a push towards the Tops considered rookie whether that's an update, a series two, a series one. That's why I bought a bunch of Gavin Lux raw. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Like yes, I see that happening too. Is that a micro five second trend or does that become the trend? Again, I don't know. I'm just trying to tell the collective hobby, be prepared for new things to happen if hundreds of thousands of people get involved. Yeah, totally agree. And then so I have one other question. Hopefully this will be my last question. Um, So what do you think of the inserts in Prism, so like specifically would be like Luca. so there's like three main ones, but like the 90s stuff for the most part, like the inserts are the are what's most popular. So but, like weren't, think- but weren't those things numbered so low? I'm undereducated on 90s basketball inserts. It's one of the places I want to get educated on. I know Nat and others like are really heavy on that. That shit's super hot. It's really expensive. I'm very undereducated on it, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm asking you if you know. Those things were like numbered to 75 or 200. Like, I these prism numbers I think are far greater. No. So that, I mean I don't know the the numbering stuff. I don't know. But I just know that like from talking to people who collect those types of cards, like they've told me that uh, the 90s insert was much more popular than the regular the regular rookie, which like. I don't like. I've been looking into PSA numbers for some of the inserts, and they're like in the in the two hundreds. But like, obviously, if if they're in the if they're numbered to like seventy five for the nineties cards, like that's obviously a different, but or difference. But that's kind of what I was looking at recently, at least. It's a really interesting take, brother. And like, honestly, I'm excited because you're gonna make me look at it right now. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation. I just have uh, no cool, no yeah, so I have is, no uh, knowledge of the Zion and Luca inserts are a good way to look versus the base. I just haven't started that process, but hearing you articulate it, I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm, I promise you that I'll be taking a flight in a couple of months and I'll remember this call and then I'll spend four and a half hours flying to back from LA to New York, literally just doing homework on that. And I think that's an important part that a lot of people are missing right now that are jumping in. I did hundreds of hours of homework, going to shows, reading forums, reading Twitter, following Instagram accounts, looking at completed eBay and StockX numbers at nausea before I even started coming up with hypothesis or tweets. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's all, for me at least, that's what 
One thing that I think can get a little nervous, that gets me a little nervous when people come in and they're just like, I have $600 to spend or I have $500 to spend. They're just, they're, they're willing to just spend it on anything. And I think that gets me a little bit nervous. But at the same time, like, if those people are spending, like you're saying, the 10 to 100 hours doing the research, like, I, there's tons of opportunity. And I think that's maybe something that other people in the hobby don't think that there is. Like, they think that there's only one way to make money or to collect. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think that's right. And I don't think you, me, or anybody else, no matter how long or how short you've been collecting, owns the hobby or the flip market. It's audacious to think that. Yes, it, yeah, exactly. And they'll be, and look, this happened to me. Like, I got into the fall, I was super hyped. Then I got into the fall and I had to replace my head of every discipline at VaynerMedia. I had a lot of things going on in my life. Busy, the jet season. Like, I'm always gonna be less loud about the hobby September to December, because I'm busy. Like, so it just goes into pockets, too. Like, I'll always not make as much opportunity for myself in basketball, because I'm too busy September 1st on, and there's a lot of fun action to be had in September and October prior to the basketball season. I'm just remiss to know that to be true. Totally agree. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you, you artic- you're trying to articulate, I think, the best that you can, like the stuff that you like, and I think it's not a coincidence that stuff that you like just happens to be correct, like the stuff that goes up in value. And I don't think it's, I don't think the two are related, but I think that like, when you are saying that you like this card, it's already on its way up. Is that, is that kind of, what do you think about that? I, I think it's so damn obvious. Like people are making fun of me at both sides of their mouth that are mad at me. They're like, this fucking guy's manipulating the market. And then three tweets later, they're like, dude, he's not a fucking genius. He's just talking about the cards that we're all talking about. I'm like, so which one right. is it, dick? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, your, your philosophy is like, buy Luca cards. Wow, what a shocker. Like, and I'm also the, saying top. at nausea, if Luca becomes Paul George injury, you're gonna lose a fuckload of money. If Luca becomes yeah, Derrick I mean, Rose, you're gonna lose a fuckload like, of money. Like, yeah, exactly. like, I'm I mean, sorry that I think LeBron James was a good bet. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to rile you up here, Gary. No, no, it's not a rile up, but you're exciting me because I appreciate you articulating it. I read all these comments and I have a lot of love for these guys and dealers and like a lot of people are mean to me on Twitter publicly but then DM me nicely or I see them at shows and are nice and I'm like, hey, I get it. Like there's an establishment to everything. When somebody's been buying up three properties in Dumbo and a big real estate person comes and buys more, there's some mad. When you love the band and then they get big and everybody loves them, you get mad. Like I understand the human dynamics. It's just that don't make up stuff. Like people are making up stuff. People are like, this guy's pumping and dumping. I haven't sold shit. Like right. I, like, I think like, that's another thing that maybe, like, have you articulated that at all? Like, saying that you're just not selling anything? Like, maybe no, because, be because a, brother, because, because, no, no, brother, the answer is no, but I'll answer any question. How many Zions do you have? None. Like, like here's, right. here's why. If I don't like the way Cody Bellinger is playing, I want to be able to sell it. What am I going to put myself in concrete and say I'm never right. selling? Like, I don't fucking exactly. know. Like, if tomorrow I'm like, In 1993, I was at a fucking firehouse in New Jersey doing a show and decided because of what I'm good at as a human that the card market was about to collapse, sold my entire collection of four dealers and put all that money into comic books and toys. I wanna be able to do that. In three and a half, I say this all the time. I like Snapchat when Snapchat's good. I like TikTok when TikTok's good. I like Facebook when Facebook's good. I like cards right now because it's good and it's gonna be good. I'm also gonna sell them if I don't think it's gonna be good. I'll publicly say it. 
I'm not gonna quietly try to sell off my thing. And then like, like, I'm, I'm like you, there's no, bro, you know this, there's no hiding anyway. Everyone's like, oh, you're getting loud now. No, I'm not, I'm reacting to what's happening. Let me tell you what was happening. I was, I'd been buying. I'm buying, but what ended up happening was people figure out my account, I'm not hiding. Edison Sports Card, that's what we complicated. Like, like, I'm so so I'm right. I'm just buying, and people are then creating Discord groups and group chats and WhatsApp stats and text saying Gary's buying this and they're buying it up, and then and then some people are like, oh, you're quietly buying and then promoting. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that because that would suck, right? Like when I said I think Pete Alonso might be underpriced if he hits a bunch of homers, I had 20. Help me here, Lou. Yeah. Seven. Ten. Brother, I, brother, I get paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to give a speech. I had ten. Exactly. I had ten Pete Alonso cards at thirty bucks a piece. Like I'm not trying to pump them to seventy and sell them and make four hundred dollars and yeah, ruin how, how my name that I'm a con that, artist. Yeah. What does it matter yeah, with people? What does it fucking matter with people? I, yeah, I, have, exactly. I have a hot take. Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds went up a fuckload. Pete Alonso hit 53 homers as a New York Met who's a nice kid who's epic with fans. When I watched it. Epic with fans. He's a nice kid. He had 53 fucking home runs. Do you understand what would happen if Pete Alonso hit 60 home runs this year and the hobby is 10x hotter? It would uh, double, triple, who knows? I mean, it's really like. Or, I, I or, it's, it's, it yeah, would Giannis or, and Luca 10x. If he had 60, he had 53 last year. Now, by the way, he's a 250 hitter and could be fucking Joey Gallo. I get it. He could. I'm buying baseball right. for one reason. The National is my Disney World trip for the week. I want to set up. I want to have stacks of cards and baseball is going to be on everybody's mind in the summer. And if Acuna is on his way to 50-50, that card's going to be 500 at the show. And if he gets hurt, it's going to go from 250, 300 down to a buck. Like that's cards. That's not Gary V tweeted. I didn't tweet shit about Zion. It's been out of control. Not a tweet, not a single purchase. I own zero. So with, with Zion By the way, I stopped talking yeah. about Giannis at $400, $500. It's right. gone on its way to 2600 So I saw uh, an interesting comment on Instagram uh, about like the next upcoming releases for basketball, like looking forward to like National Treasures, Impeccable, Immaculate. Like do you think that stuff will Ugh. affect Zion prices or do you think that that stuff First will of all, just- that shit is gonna be for rich fucking people. That's gonna be on some 1% shit. Like, National Treasures are expensive to me. We kept the boxes, remember? Yeah, like that shit's expensive, <laughs> man. Uh, will it affect it? No, because it's gonna be for the uber rich. It's gonna be for the 1%. The fuck is mm-hmm. $15,000 cases of cards? Who the fuck is that for? Yeah, that's Bro, I'm going the other way. I'm like buying hoops, Lucas. Hoops, Lucas, yeah. I, I, mean, I started I think, a text thread. Um, my next offer, like what I did with Giannis on Instagram, I don't know if you were around for this, when I bought like 100 of them but then I sold like 10 of them on Instagram because I wanted everybody, those kids bought it for me from $180 or $200, they made a fortune. My next offer, I'm giving it to you now, here's transparency, my next offer is gonna be Luca Hoops. I started a text thread that has 10,000 people in it, I'm gonna give advice there and then I'm also gonna offer cards once in a while that I think fit 
the Luca. I want them to fit the Giannis model. That's what I've been thinking a lot about. If you were a kid, like people were yelling at me to selling Giannis in my Instagram at 180 because they were 120 a few weeks earlier. Every kid that bought that for me 15, 12, 14 months ago ripped me the fuck off. It's 2,600 now. 60 Lucas for 60 bucks. Right, I sold 60 Lucas at the National for 60 bucks. Those guys in, in Texas, big ups to you guys. You ripped me the fuck off just because I wanted to. I'm gonna get ripped off at the National because there I'm not smart. There I want to be a dealer like I was a kid. Full tilt. You saw, I made a, remember that Ronaldo I got murdered on? I lost that, like, I, I'm my dumbest at the yeah. National. I'm my dumbest at the National. But like, I'm looking, I'm trying to buy, like I want to give advice. I also like action. I like action. I like the idea of buying hoops Lucas for 90 and selling them for 120 or 60 and 80 and then selling them for 80. That makes me excited or whatever. The, I don't know what the numbers are on that, but like, but what did I sell? What did I buy the Lucas? Let's go trans, what did I buy Lucas for roughly? And what are they at right now? No, 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 not the, I'm sorry, not the prisms. I know we destroy that. Hoops, the 104 that I bought. I bought like a hundred, like I knew I was gonna do this little thread where I wanted to have action because I love selling shit. That's why I love, by the way, everybody watching, if you buy wine, winetext.com. The same reason I talk to my dad's business every day on winetext, I like commerce, I like action. But I want to figure out if I'm going to order it. If I'm going to offer it to my fans, I want to do shit like, hey, I really believe in this hoops thesis. Let me buy for sixty. Let me sell for ninety. That makes me happy. But I also think they're going to be two hundred, and so my fans are going to be happy. Otherwise, I get murdered on the back end if they go down. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like for example, and Acuna. So like Acuna. Even though I'm in at yeah, even though I'm in at ninety or a hundred, like. By the way, everybody nailing me for pronunciations, that makes me laugh. Go to the wine world for a decade when I mispronounced every wine. It's just, everything I'm living right now, Adam, in the sports world is everything that I lived in the wine world. I have strengths and weaknesses. Pronunciation on, is uh, a weakness. Go ahead. On, on TikTok, I post videos about uh, Erling Haaland and every single time I get a pronunciation that I'm pronouncing his name wrong, so I've changed it and I've changed it again and it's every single time people are like, you're pronouncing it wrong. Like, I, at this point, I don't care. I'm just What's gonna pronounce it how I want to pronounce it. bucks, and how much are hoops, so, like, Lucas, right now? You know what I'm talking about, so. That's it, so anyway, like, listen, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I know I'm right about sports cards. And just like everything that ever happened to me in wine and social media, history will be my biggest advocate. I can deal with the hate. I can deal with the pushback. I know that people are spreading fake rumors left and right. I tried to go silent and just buy and not bother anybody. That didn't work. Then I started being a little more public about things I wanted. That didn't work. Then yes, last night I put out my buying price on Luca Optic. That seemingly didn't work. Lou yelled at me this morning. He's like, you know, like, you know, like I can't help it. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to live in a fucking bubble? And by the way, I'm gonna be the 80th most influential person in this game in 24 months. I, yeah, like I think you were saying, like if Diddy or like anybody posts about it, like it's over. In, in on the on the internet, you're more famous than someone like Diddy, maybe, but like in not. The, the rest of the world, like Diddy is like correct. Diddy and I'm not, not on the internet like and not off the internet. And by the way, wait to uh, it's happening. I'm getting athletes hitting me up left and right, left and right. Wait till the athletes start buying them. Who do you think is going to be the first uh, athlete to invest in their own rookie card? I don't know, but I've told every Vayner sports kid when they've signed with us to do it. <laughs> it's the ultimate flex. It is, it is an interesting move. You I'll believe in your... That. I told Donovan Mitchell at the NBA All-Star Weekend, because I love that kid, to buy as many of his own rookie cards and then take a photo with like a thousand of them. 
Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. That's, I mean, that's... I, that's Betting on yourself. I mean, it's just bad. It's just fun. Anyway, thank you, brother. This is very good. Yeah, thanks. See ya. More, well, Lou, any other tough... Like, I want to get some of the tough questions. If you got anything, you, you got anything? How much have you spent on cars so far and what do you expect? Millions. I mean, look, I'm willing to be transparent. I don't need to give everybody every goddamn thing. I'm not willing to take my pants off and be naked. Like, but millions. Because, why? In the same reason that I stopped investing in startups for three years, it's because I believe. Now, I've bought some really old stuff, really expensive. My volume of cards is not that high. You know, I'm not buying thousands of these low, it's been more because I'm buying very high-end stuff. The class, I'm buying, I'm eating my own dog. Everything you will hear from me forever is what I'm doing. And I'll keep trying different things, like, hey, here's my buying price. Hey, here's who I think is gonna be hot buying silently. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know how to navigate in this world. Someone just asked me if you tell me to go on my eBay account and buy things for you. Never. Everything that I buy on eBay is on Edison Sports Cards. You can look it up. It's Edison Sports Card Company. Edison Sports Card Company. Like I'm, Lou, please create some color here. Like you know me, like please help me. Say something that makes sense. I don't fucking know. Um, 20 years of knowing Gary. Two and a half years of buying cards, started with Hakeem PSA 8s that we were buying off-center, remember that? <laughs> yes, OCs. Yep, I made all the mistakes. Gotta get educated. I thought I was educated, I got more educated. Um, I helped you research, because you can't do it all. And then uh, I bought nothing for the last two years and four months, and I finally bought my first cards through so. <laughs> Um Yeah, there's a lot of confusion, and people are very... Yeah, you did buy four, actually. Um, people are confused and think that there's things going on that are not going on. For example, there, there's just no Zions. I can't believe that's a thing. It's crazy. People think that you're single-handedly manipulating the Zion market. Don't own a single Zion. I have a single tweet, don't have a single purchase. I don't the know. The only thing we sold is Deshaun Watson, you tweeted about it like I fucked that up. <laughs> I was right about Deshaun. I thought he was underrated, so I bought that lot and I fucked it. And they were optic, which I think are underpriced now. Potentially. Listen, I love sports cards. I've flipped my whole life. I will continue to flip. I will not not sell in perpetuity. I will not sell LeBrons. I will not sell Jordans. I will not send like a, a, a Ronaldo, like a Magic. I'm not selling any of these Magic Bird cards. If you saw me at the National, most of my case was not selling. Yeah, we had the cool Like Giannis, that was right. Giannis not selling. I bought Giannis there and everybody, like kids, I was listening. Kids would sell me Giannis at, at, they at, nice. And they were laughing. They were like, bought, I bought it for 600. They thought I manipulated it from 120-600. They'd walk over a little bit. I have big time ears. And they're like, hey, Gary's such an idiot. And they were wrong. Just like the guy that bought 60 Lucas for me for 60 bucks at the end of the show because I love selling. I love selling. I'm sorry that I'm an entrepreneur. I apologize. We don't love this though. Yeah, I get it. We were pumped 30 to 60, but meanwhile, they're 600 now. I don't know if you heard. No. What else? What else? Tougher questions or... Feedback. How do I make passive income? No such thing as passive income. I'm looking this shit up every night for three hours. This is not Literally about every night. Every night. I'm spending an enormous amount of time looking this shit up. I'm doing homework. I'm looking for angles, things that people don't see. And anytime I'm looking for things that people don't see, can SGC because they got cool black. I think this is, I asked fucking like 100 people that were normal. Which one's cooler to you? This one. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that becomes a thing when 400,000 people come in. When people start analyzing SGC versus PSA, everyone's like, What's a hard grading company? But also, it's a small company. Like I said, it could go out of business. But as soon as I'm looking for new angles, oh, you're 
You're manipulating it. Are they paying you? Is the national paying you? No, I fucking love baseball card shows. I just want all of you to come. I like hanging out. It's so fun. You know, like I don't get it. Like, old Lou, like I was devastated he couldn't come. Right? I was crushed. I called you like 10 times. I'm like, he had a business thing, but like Atlantic City this year, whole week. Who's this? Hey man. Jason, it's Gary V. What's up, Gary? Life is good, bro. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, man. What's your question? Um, my question is, so a lot of new people in the card market, we did not go through like 2008. Right. So what do you think, if history repeats, what do you think is going to happen in the card market? The same thing that happened in 2008 and happened in 2001 and every other year I focused on, the tippy top shit is going to go down 20 to 40, 20 to 30% max and the players that didn't pan out the way you thought they would are going to collapse like crazy. All right. That's which which you, is why 80% of my money is going into forever and 20% mm-hmm. is gambling on Joe Adele, or De'Aaron Fox, got it? Whereas what I'm worried about is that everybody puts their money, even in great prospects like Juan Soto, he's still a baby. Yep, so like, do we say like new rookies like Zion would be like gambling? I think, I believe that Zion is still at this point gambling. What I'm sure people that sat through LeBron will tell you is if Zion becomes LeBron, this is the cheapest it'll ever be. Mm-hmm. I think That's everyone's true. on tilt right now and I do think that in the off season things could come down. Even Acuna went to 300s down to 250. Like you gotta kind of watch mm-hmm. it. I do, do I believe there'll be pockets of, if Zion becomes LeBron, do I believe right now that there will be still a couple of pockets where Zion's will be less than they are right now? Yes, I do. I think during the NBA off season when everyone's deciding between Daniel Jones and Darnold and Baker and do triple down on Mahomes and where does Brady end up, not the Patriots and what does that mean and Stidham and I think our attention will go to the month before. I mean, so much of, everyone's like, Gary, uh, you know, baseball, Bellinger. I'm like, all the other baseball players are going up too. Why are you mad at me? Like, baseball goes up the month before baseball comes out. It's, you know, you know, Yelich is scorching. I'm, I'm not talking, I haven't bought, I've zoned zero Yeliches. I've tweeted zero times about Yelich. Like, you know, like, and he's and he is the best player potentially in baseball. Like I just not excited about it. I've decided not to be excited about Yelich for my own random purposes. I just I'm hot on mm. the Dodgers. So Bellinger and Betts excite me because I'm hot on the Dodgers, going really, really, really crazy offense hot, and it's LA. I like LA mm. more than Milwaukee. Sorry. All right. I think big. I think the money and new like LA. You know. So anyway, nonetheless. But yes, I think people like. I believe not only will there be an economic downturn where things go down, I think that there's so much heat coming that the inevitable calm down, no different than any trade. Guess what? Far less eight to 11 year old girls are making slime today than they did 24 Mm -hmm. months ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Like every trend has cycles, but cards have been around for 100 years. They've had multiple Mm -hmm. turns. Long term, it's a really interesting thing. And if I'm right that this is my generation's art, and you're in it for the long haul and 80% of your shit is safe, I think it's about super safe, then I would call it middle safe. Luca and Giannis have showed us enough that they may be middle safe. Giannis more than Luca, but like I kind of just believe in Luca. Uh, yeah. And then there's complete fucking gambling. In my world, that's called Sam Darnold and De'Aaron Fox. 
and Juan Soto. In other people's world, it's you know Jaron Jackson or you know it could be just a Trey Young. I don't think is locked. You know, mm-hmm. John Morant. I think is a really good debate. They're very expensive. He's super dynamic, but like, would I call him risk? I would. Not to mention, some right. guys don't translate forever. You know, Vince Carter and Allen Iverson cards are very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. They did become iconic players. They just didn't grasp the hobby's interest. Peyton Manning. Some guys just don't take the heart of the hobby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think a lot about Luca and Giannis's personalities versus Kawhi. Do you understand if Kawhi was a different guy, how expensive that card would be? Yeah. I still think they're undervalued to this day. Because you're looking at performance, not collectability and popularity. Mm-hmm. I listen to political experts tell me shit all the time and I keep reminding them that the President of the United States is a popularity contest. Yeah. I have, Tim Duncan cards should be 40X then if you believe Kawhi's are underpriced. True, yeah. I'm aware. But some people are culture and some people are not. That's why I'm buying Kaepernick cards. Culture. True, yep. So, thank you, brother. Yep, thank you so much, man. You got it, bye. Somebody who was next to us when that 60 for 60 deal went down, talked to him after, and what his plan was was very strange. If you want to call this guy and tell him, find out what that's Okay, call him. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to get to our grading strategy today. Uh, That's very clear. But this is too good. Yeah, but um, I'm Well, you can be upset all you want. I'm the boss. Chris, it's Gary Vee. Yo, no way! Chris, you were by the guys after they bought the 60 Lucas for me that day? He hung up? It died, that's very sad. Call him one more time. Top's regular, excites me. Especially, I think 2009, or 2012. 2009, I just did this homework the other day, when Topps was about to lose its license, short printing, and like, I love that shit. Supply and demand. Hey, you there? I'm here, brother, how are you? Yo, I am great, man. Were you, uh, by, yeah. were you by the guys that bought the 60 Lucas for 60 bucks at the National off me? I was, and let me preface this. I was chatting up with Tyler, D-Rock, and Lou, and I had just spent $400 on the chippers, the SGC chippers that you put up on Twitter. Yep. Um, as an emotional investment because chippers are my guy growing up, yep. you know? Yep. And you were like, hey, SGC man vintage, what it's about. So I was like, Gary V, chipper, you know. Yep. This is my first car purchase since I was like 12. Anyway. I love that. Thank you. So I got some change on some other stuff. And I start, I, I watched the guy do the Luca deal, right? Yep. And I was like, hey, how much were those? He said, um, y'all said 60 earlier. I thought it was 80. Um, but he was like, yeah, man, they're 80 bucks a piece. Dude had a duffel bag full. And here's what his plan was. He had a store. I, I he had a store. He had a store what. in Texas, right? They, they had a store in Texas. I, I think so. I think so. But what his plan was, was this. And I, I hope that he didn't stick to his plan. I hope he was like, hey, shit might get real. Like, I need to hold on to these for a minute because... Well, I hope he made a mistake because he ripped me off, so I hope he got ripped off. Dude, he took you to the woodshed. He told me, this was his plan, 
and I hope you didn't stick to it, but his plan was, and again, I've never purchased cars before. I didn't know that, like, you know, cars could be worth, I thought it, junk air is all I knew. Me too. Baseball cars, terrible. Don't do it. Yep. It's, it's not, not a good thing. So he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to, um, here's the plan. I paid 80 bucks a piece. It's off season. Market's kind of cold right now. Nobody's buying. He said, uh, you know, mid-season, Luca's is going to go off. They'll go up to about 160, and I'll, I'll double my, I'll double my money on the duffel bag of Luca. Yeah, he's and right. I was like, no way, dude. <laughs> and now you look at it, and you're like, bro, like I'm not saying go out and buy a brand new car, but if you wanted to, you could. Well, if people, you bought when, the bro, off Gary bro, when and it's not about Gary Vee because he was buying Lucas from other places. He made the right call on Luca. I was pushing everybody That's hard. Right That's right. I was pushing people hard to buy the LeBron for a thousand fifty. It's seventy five hundred. If you it's, bought, if you bought yeah. ten, like that's a real thing. There's no stock that's gone up more during that time. No. There's no real estate investment. Like it's happening, and I think it's got a long way to go. And by the way, we're all sitting here laughing at Luca or marveling at Luca at six hundred. If Luca yeah. is as good as I personally think he is and does not get hurt, <sighs> I'd hate to see what that card's it's, worth on the next flip in fifteen years where we go hard here for four years, then the market gets soft, they all go down 20, 30% cause yeah. the trend is over and then it gets hot again in 15 years. Who the fuck knows where that could be? That's, and I've been, I'm actually fixing to, I joined PSA because I don't trust suburbs. Yep. Um, and I'm fixing to send off like 250 cards that I'm really excited about. Good for you. Um, but that being said, I think it's very important and I'm sure that, I mean you've done this a good bit but just to continue to reiterate to people that are getting into the market to do your freaking homework. 50 hours. And also know that, like, if, if I sold, like the other day, Ronald Acuna went nuts. Yes. He's my guy, I live in Atlanta, all about it. I sold two on StockX. After, after my payout was 210 a piece, I was in a 75. I was pumped. A day later, 300 on StockX. And I said, hey, I got my money, it's all good. Like people need to know that like And brother, back to the Luca you thing. Figure out your strategy. Let me get, you can't be upset about the fact that the market went nuts. Hey, you doubled up. Like that's you can't you, you beat me to it. Stock, you're right? never gonna catch any market at the top. And to me, if you're smart, there's so much opportunity. And by the way, if Ronald goes fifty fifty, which he potentially has in him. It's game time. <laughs> I mean if I'm just listen, I'm just talking sports. If Ronald yeah. went 50-50 and became the first guy to do it, it's a thousand dollar card. He, but also, that's the deal. If he's the first guy to do it, he can bat 200 next year, maybe the year after. Doesn't matter. He but is, listen, he I do. I do. Th- I'll, 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 it doesn't matter if you want to flip them at a thousand. If you're doing what I'm doing, which is you're ho- you're hoping in perpetuity that yeah. you're buying people that sustain value, you want to be yeah. a little bit careful. Like to me. Totally. Here's where I'm at. I really, this like is also, your, I really like the 80-20 model that you're talking about. It's gonna, I'm not Ronald for emotional reasons because I'm in Atlanta and I'm watching him and I'm like, this is crazy. But also, I kind of like my what I want to do is set an initial, let's call it five grand, flip, 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 and I've, I'll have a ton of cards and a yep. ton of net worth or whatever in cards. But if it crashes, I lost five grand. I mean, that's but not, let, but to also, your it's to your like, point, here's one of the things for me. Do you understand, so I've bought, how many Ronalds, tops do we have right now? 
the complete set. That's I, I, I bought 33 complete set because back to educating my way, I missed it. I wasn't, I was going too fast. So how many of the updates? Yeah, 30. 30? I think I have more, no? Maybe 40. Okay, 30 to 40 updates, right? Again, not yeah. big economics for me personally. This is why everybody's like, he's manipulating. I'm like, I wish they knew. For sure, for you sure. Know? People, but, but, I'm on all the Facebook rooms. Those guys are dumb. It's not that they're dumb. It's just that they're, they're making hot takes without any truth behind they're it. They're uneducated. They're just, they're making on. assumptions without knowing me as a human being nor any of totally. my truths of how, what I'm sitting on. But yep. here's why I'm excited. If you think I give a fuck about an Atlanta Braves game in September and in the last 20 years, I do not. If Mr. Ronald goes into Labor Day with 51 home, 41 homers and 39 and 39 steals, I'm gonna be out of my you fucking mind. I'm not gonna miss a, yeah. at least a box score because I'm busy. But I'm gonna be fired up. Yep. And then Lou's gonna text me at 11:30 at night while I'm, and then I'm back he's in the. Ronald's on second, and he's about to do it. You got it. And that brings happiness. Yep. That's a that to me is something that people are totally. missing. The bo- the NBA Finals, the playoffs this year are about to be 30x interesting to me. They're gonna be bonkers. Because I'm excited. I keep throwing. So back to y'all mentioned y'all mentioned the TSA nine. When when the one of the callers said that, I was like, dude, no doubt. Like literally, I think it was three weeks ago or a month ago. Um, I was like, why are? Because I got in right when the national happened. I got in and I was like, Ronald Acuna is my guy. Atlanta. I started buying yeah. raw, raw, raw. I'm sending like 70 raw to PSA to make that pop report, you know, pop a little more. <laughs> um, but here's the deal is that I was like, why was I, I was buying cards all throughout the offseason because everything's super cheap and I don't get it because I remember the prices during the season. But I was like, why can I get an encapsulated PSA 9 Ron Acuna for 20 ships or 25 ships? And then literally like three weeks later, it's like 70 bucks. One sold for 100. Brother, the, mar- the market is no different than whether it's cryptocurrency, and guess what, Bitcoin was a good investment at this, like here this many years later, when, even though it fluctuated. No different than yeah. real estate. My friend Mike Plyos, who who's here, has done a lot of stuff in the Broadway market. I'm sure when, when fucking Hamilton first came out and the resale value was super high, everybody was complaining and it hadn't even gotten close to its height yet because it was early. It, this is good old fashioned Americana, supply and demand. If I'm right, and I could be wrong, and I've been wrong before, but fuck, I rarely am, I mean, the market has already done what I said I was gonna do two years ago, but I still yeah. think it's early, man. I really do think it's early. And do I think that creates very high prices that become a vulnerability in four years? I do. But I think there's less of a vulnerability if that's LeBron and Brady, and, and if you're right about Luka, or if Trey Young does become Steph Curry and wins two titles in Atlanta, dropping 55 yeah. by shooting from half court. You have to be right. Sports cards, will not disappear off the face of the earth like the pet rock. They've been doing it for 100 yeah. years. It's not going anywhere. Which ones, which grading companies, which is it, P- like one of the big debates right now is, is it PSA 9 or is it Hoops PSA 10 on Luca? Is it Luca Prism PSA yeah. 9? What's the most, like, I don't know. Are the 10s locking in so hard because people want 10s? I think BGS is not as popular as PCS. You know, PSA was doing it longer, but Beckett was Beckett. And if Beckett made the decision to go Dude. 10 instead of 9.5, don't, hey, I think they would be even. Don't give away my secrets, Gary. Don't well, give away my secrets because even when the PSA, and I'll just do it now, but even when the PSA 9s of the Acuna were shooting up to 40, 50, I was still grabbing PSA, or not PSA. BGS 9.5s. BGS 
at like 30 bucks. Uh, me too. I when I, juice, just, right? just real, pop, real. I was buying PGS 9.5 Ronalds for 70 bucks. Brother, I'm, was at like 200. I'm doing the same thing. I've been buying BGS 9.5. But also don't tell anybody I said that, so. Yeah, to me, it's when I go deeper and I'm trying to buy up inventory, I've been going BGS 9.5, not PSA 9. I could be wrong. I bought, I bought, be, Ronald, or, I bought Ronald complete be sets because I didn't read carefully and didn't buy Topps Update. Then there's the holiday shit. Like, I'm getting educated too. I'm, I'm yeah, excited well, about losing. This phone call is about me losing. I sold 60 Lucas <laughs> for 60 bucks, for 3,600, for 3,600. Those same 60 Lucas are now worth 36,000. Not bad. That's a $32,000 L to my fucking mouth. Hey, but, but you told people about Luca, so that means I you did. manipulated the market, right? Right. That's the <laughs> biggest joke ever. As if like, it's not like I'm running around town saying, you know, oh, you gotta go hot on some guy who like sucks shit. Yeah. It's also like, really fun like when you're in a city that has the superstar, like I'm also really big on John Collins. Why? Because he's going 20 and 10 every night and he's a good dude. I like John Collins a lot. I like John Collins. The the problem is, the problem, the problem is, powered forwards don't pop as much. And see, you look at Durant. You look at right. You deal with you look at you look at Durant. I'm sorry, I apologize. You look at Kevin Garnett. You look at Tim Duncan. Like the big men don't pop the way the scorers do. But then again, like John Collins is. His game is still developing, and he's shooting threes. So maybe to, his well, game listen, develops to, to, your, hybrid, to your point, his cards do pop. To your point, we're getting to the point where even if you're a five, you got to shoot from three. Yeah. So yeah, evolution. Amazing. And by the way, something I brought up here tonight, and then in seven years, two founders really invent a grading company that puts it through a fucking computer, and it scans and no humans there, and no longer are you worried Dude, about if somebody on a take or trimming or anything. Make, you should, you have the money, you should make that happen. It's you not about, brother, this, brother, this is a great way to recap this whole night. It's not about the money, it's about what you like to do and what you're good at. I'm not good. Yeah. 20, 10 years ago, everyone's like, Gary, you're so right about Facebook and Twitter. You should start a startup. I'm like, I don't do that. I know yeah. how to use them. I don't start a technology company that grades cards. I make bets on stickers or SGC or a, or a Jordan card that I think because it's art will play. Today the hobby doesn't like oversized cards. I think it will. I could be wrong. Yep. I could be wrong. You know, today I don't think the hobby. Or you could be right, which is. What I mean, makes it fun. The Rock is more famous than every fucking athlete. Like so, there's just a yeah. lot of and things. He ain't going anywhere. LeBron is for the next hundred years. He's their Jordan. Yeah. My also favorite cards today, to buy. Uh, my my favorite cards to buy right now are '61 Fleer basketball. Oscar, Jerry West, the logo, Will Chamberlain. And why? What? What? My is that, my thesis. That my because thesis. Because you like it, or because nope. you like the prospect of the future of it? I don't like anything. I'm unemotional when it comes to this stuff. I <laughs> I, I like basketball's future. Yeah. And I like I like Netflix and Quibi and Amazon Prime. So I think a lot of documentaries are coming. I would argue that Pippen and Rodman's rookies are about to go up because a 10-part docu-series is coming about the Bulls this summer and for a lot of people they're gonna get educated on how those players played and I think Jordan rookies are gonna quadruple because it's gonna yeah. become cultural. No different than the blind side, no different than Miracle on Ice, 
no different than anything. It takes one thing. Nobody cared about Star Wars was I was in high school and I was buying Star Wars figures at garage sales for a quarter and buying out everybody's collection because I heard a rumor at a baseball card store that Star Wars movies were gonna come back. And then all those Star Wars figures that I bought for a quarter started selling on eBay for 20 bucks a piece. My, my thesis is that basketball is the culture. It's the same reason I'm buying Pele's in the 50s and 60s. I think that basketball and soccer are the upside and I think as we get deeper into basketball culture, this generation's Mickey Mantles and Babe Roots actually then become Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then yeah, God forbid, God forbid, the coolest Netflix documentary is about Kareem or about Wilt or about Jerry. Or so, if a documentary comes out in a year called The Logo. That's the equivalent of like, uh, what's his face? Somebody, uh, Luca hit the game winner in game seven. If that, you if got that, me. You, you, you got me. If in 24 months, at the prime of Netflix, they come out with a documentary called The Logo and it's Jerry West's story um, and it gets into the public consciousness and that is in parallel with the white heat moment of the sports card world, which I think it will be. I think Jerry West yeah. rookie cards could be 4X what they are now because guess what? There's a lot of Lucas. There is not a lot of 1961 Jerry West rookie cards running around. Especially their, you know, Jim Mint, nine, whatever, 10. It's why I think Dr. J is wildly interesting. Yeah. So I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, just Santa Claus is my dad. So we met you at the National. Just to oh, I remember, bro. I remember. That was the That's best. Tell, say what's he's, up to your dad for me. He's the you know best. What else is crazy? You know what else is crazy is the other day I put up something on my Instagram story about cards. I've been doing a couple. I don't have like it just for my friends. Cause like, I was like, look, I bought a Luca for eighty. It's worth five fifty. And then I was like, I didn't buy Trout at a thousand. Now he's two. Um, and this guy named um, Arthur Leopold hopped into my DMs. He's uh, CEO of Cameo. He was like, dude, I was just hanging out with Gary Vee, and all he could talk about was sports cards. He's like, what's going on with that? And I was like, dude, it's it's the move. Like, I think it is. So, thank you, brother. I wish you well. Talk yeah, to man, you soon. Appreciate Bye-bye. you. Have a good night. I'm wrapping up. I hope this brought some clarity, some value, some information. Um, I'll be on social answering questions in perpetuity. I'm excited about it, I'm enjoying it. If you just wanna collect raw cards of your favorite athlete and that is an enjoyment, good news, that's there for you. If you wanna only collect classics and put them away for 20 years, I do think that's a good move. If you're excited about making an entire bet on Torres or Vlad Jr. or Tatis, it's high risk, it could be wild high reward. I think for people that bet on sports games that that's a better use of their money so that makes me happy. There's just a million fucking ways to, if you just wanna buy two cards just so you can enjoy baseball because it's boring as fuck for you now because they haven't marketed well, that's a good idea. If you just wanna enjoy the NBA Finals more and you decide to look at who's gonna make the playoffs and buy the superstar of each team, that's a good idea. Um, Or if you don't wanna do shit and you wanna do like that one caller and go into Pokemon or Magic the Gathering, Um, or rare stickers, I think that's a good idea. Or if you love like finding angles, whether that's a card that nobody understands, a genre that nobody understands, a grading company that you think has potential versus different, you know, stickers, soccer, there's so many ways to do it. You're in charge, not me, not fucking everybody else. And and just wait till you see what happens next. And don't blame the sports card companies who are now gonna make 10X the production. Of course we have the next Junk Wax era. Panini and Topps and Leaf and Upper Deck are not in the business of maintaining the hobby in a limited way to make sure the supply and demand gets up. They're in the business of selling cards. 
we're in the business of being educated that Prism this year is probably four times the production of Prism the year before. Do you think that they have an opportunity to sustain the demand because there's more people involved than before? Of course that's what happened during the junk wax era. You know they were making millions because millions were buying. But then inevitably once the interest wanes, the people that... higher demand now or no? I don't know. I do not know. My intuition is no. I think a lot of people are like, it's better than ever. I'm like, you weren't there when there was no internet. Video games were still far less of a big deal than you think in 1987. There was Nintendo at scale, but like, it wasn't like full time. There was only 36 channels. There was no internet. There was no Netflix. Every single kid in my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade class, 89% of them collected and flipped cards. So I don't think it's as big. I do think there is something else though. Because that is the golden era, much like if you look at coins, cars, sports cards. If you look at sports cards golden era, it was people that grew up in the 50s that then had money in the 70s that really drove that market. I do think you're seeing that now. People like me who couldn't afford shit, jack shit, can now afford stuff so they're doing that. So I think there's a lot of variables but I don't think it's bigger than it was in 86 to 93. And I think what the card companies have done well is they've started creating one of 10s, super premium product. So there is some play but I think to remind people if you were wrong about Greg Vaughn or Mike Greenwell or Jerome Walton or Bo Kimball or Glenn Big Baby Robinson or Eric Davis, like if they didn't go on to be, I thought Eric Davis was gonna be Willie Mays. If he became Willie Mays, those cards would be worth something. Like this is about being right about players. Or it's about gambling and pulling a very rare card and you're allowed to do whatever you want. Or kind of what I'm doing, 80% classic did the homework and looked at the last 50 years. When the market gets dog shit, it'll go down 20 to 40%. I won't be pumped, but I'm not gonna liquidate then because I'll never expose myself that I need the money. And then when it goes back up, it will continue to pick up the way they have. Anything else? Any other like tough questions? I'm pumped that you asked about the National, SGC. I continue to talk to Tops of Panini. Like, there was nothing more exciting maybe in my life's history than when this happened. Me being in a sports car that you can get out of pack is still one of the great things that ever happened to me. And so, you did? Yeah, that was the best. And I continue to like pound Tops and Panini every day. Like, hey, you want to do something with me? Because <laughs> I want to open up packs with me and it's fucking amazing. I wasn't good enough to be in sports, so I never thought that would be in my journey. But so that's fun. So that's going on. Maybe in seven years I buy an old brand. I've thought about that. I think hammering home the fact that like after the summer, a big thing was people freaked out because after the national you kind of went to sleep for a little bit. I went to sleep on my public content but I was buying. I'm aware. I was bleeding underwater because VaynerMedia had a lot of things going on. The jet season always takes away my attention. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think people are just like, the reaction is, cool, it's almost summertime, it's almost national time, he's ramping back up again. I love the national more than breathing because I like being a dealer, it was the best moment of my life but I do it once a year. But you know, but I go to the Westchester show the other day and like nobody like, people don't know. And by the way, tomorrow because of a business opportunity or a family situation or something else, I may not be able to tweet about sport. You know me, I ebb and flow. I can't have sustained heat, I get too bored. I'm, too interested in a lot of other shit, but I've been buying the whole time. And I'll continue to. Aggressively buying because I think it's a good deal. Not because of my health or because I love the sports card gods. I don't love anybody but my family. And, and, and Jet fans and my team and 
99.9% of my content is to let my community, who is not as fancy as these car dealers that are mad at me, who do have only $800, the same audience that I told to go to garage sales and buy things for a dollar, if I believe in my heart that Luca's at $35 or underpriced, and I have a whole world of friends and followers that are in college debt to the tune of $70,000, and if they bought 100 of them, because they didn't buy some dumb shit like I tell them not to do, or they saved and stopped buying coffee and bought 100 of them, they'd be out of debt. I'm not here to buy 30 fucking Acuna and flip, like what the fuck's the matter with people? Of the millions I've spent, 90% of it's go to sleep because I think it's art. I think this is a fucking $100,000 thing. I do. I believe it. In 21 years, so I'm not flipping it. At the National, you can rip me off or I'll sell some of my stuff because it's fun. I needed to care about baseball again. So I need the fucking Sotos and Acunas and I need that shit. Because I've been waning and I don't want to lose in fantasy baseball every year, I want to win. Wrestling's forever. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not tweeting as much or as little, or I'm, I can't win. I don't tweet, you're not, tw- you disappeared. I tweet too much, you're manipulated, like I can't win. I'm not, nobody's buying on my behalf so if you're more than welcome to see it, you know? Cynicism. Fucking cynicism. It's a fucking poison. Cynicism. I'm not judging how you're living your life. You wanna collect raw cards from your childhood? I think that's dog shit. You think it's amazing? Knock yourself out. Gary, you must collect jet players. Nope. Give a fuck. Zero fucks. That's not how I approach it. But if you want to collect Bears cards like it's your job, I'm so happy for you. Good news, those will stay underpriced. You're so upset about manipulation, good news. Raw cards of your favorite players will stay underpriced. Almost their generational talents. And if they're generational talents, like, hey, you gotta make sure you're bandwagon like that kid. If you're fucking bandwagon and you're just following LeBron and Zion, you're gonna get caught. If you're a hometown fan, you'll probably be okay. Plus, you can't get to everything. I think Francisco Lindor is a fucking big time player. I haven't bought a single, I haven't even looked up his cards yet. Good? Good. See ya. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's review, like a third parent to me, written in by Nemo Dances, says, I'm not sure I'll ever be a successful entrepreneur. I was a great high school student. I've never started my own business, and I'm on social media, but I'm not famous. The world's idea of an independent success story may not have become realized in my life, but I know Gary's idea will. Happiness. Amidst all the stories, guidance, and interruptions, his emphasis on self-esteem and self-satisfaction are transforming my outlook on life. I'm becoming less and less ashamed at things I wasn't made out to accomplish and more and more delighted in strengths and avenues that I was born to dominate. Thanks, Gary, and his phenomenal team. I feel like a part of the family. Thank you so much for writing in, and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.